Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Monday the 6th of December 2010. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Yes. And Zachary Burgess. Hello. He's returned to a classic. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, was a bit more like a, uh, like, a, like a whining horse than I was expecting, but... Yes. Did they whine or winning? Winning. winning. Where did that come from? That years thing. Oh, it was that a Simpsons reference, wasn't it? Oh, um, was it? There was there was that guy. It's like, uh, are you all right? Yes. Oh God, yeah, the strangest character in all of the Simpsons. He had like a really strange little moustache, didn't he? And he kept turning up. They used him more than once, right? Yeah, he came up a couple of times. Hmm. So. How's everybody doing? As I ask, seem to ask every time. We're all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Not quite we're as an eventful right, week yeah. as your. Travel. No, I can't. I can't really. Uh, sort of. <laughs> it's weird after the madness that has been happening to me over the last couple of months. Suddenly, to just sort of uh, have a week where it's fairly normal is just. Well, you know, you don't you don't really talk about anything. <laughs> it's just. So what I could talk about? Oh, I went to the shops. Yeah, I uh, got a sweet deal on mushrooms. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zach has had an, by Zach's standard, he's had a pretty epically exciting week from the sounds of it. Like work, really uh, actual paid work. Is that right? Well, yeah, but like for three days. <laughs> and then At I Rob's work. Back. Yes. So what were you doing? Three D subtitling. Which is like I don't know <laughs> it's like moving subtitles around in three in three D, and it was a it was like the actual doing the subtitles part you know positioning the subtitles or whatever that was relatively easy but the whole surrounding of this project was all kinds of fucked up and bugged <laughs> which was entertaining yeah, for let's, me let's, but let's not, not for entertaining my... for everyone else yeah let's not oh, badmouth my company too much on air <laughs> no libel well, we have a label so you know. I'm sure we did in the past. Oh, yeah, Never maybe. Mind. We could track me. But it wasn't their fault, anyway, mostly. No, some of it. There was just lots of that... problems with the file, really. <laughs> That's just technical problems. It happens to everyone, doesn't it? That's what it's like working for technical company. Just... Technical problems, it... they're everywhere. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. It was another example on how everyone does 3D differently. This one yeah. had some extreme 3D in it, as in... About a centimeter from your face, type three D. Well, like, yeah, a hand coming out and slapping you, sort of three. <laughs> yeah, and we went, we went, we went for t- doing it on a massive screen. It's a, it's, I mean, it's big. It's like my one at home, but you know, a forty inch. But some of the three uh, D effects they were doing, if they were to blow that up onto cinema screen or even projector screen, it would hurt. Yeah, I mean, really hurt <laughs> to try and work out. Were they like emphasizing it because it was a smaller screen, like having a more extreme effect because it wasn't a cinema? Maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it's been, what the clip's been designed for. In which case, that's fine. But it's, uh, yeah, just just some extreme shots. So where does that extreme changes sit? of shots as well? Oh, in 3D, if, if you, like... 
if you're doing subs, basically what you do is um, you try and you have to put them as close to the focal point as possible in terms of 3D right. space and um, and visual space and in, in, in 2D space as well. In the sense that that you can't be too far away because it make you know, um, actually on physically on the screen because uh, the focal difference um, is a problem. Yeah. And often, if you and also there's the risk of 3D collisions because of the way subs are drawn, they have to be overlaid over the footage. Yeah. So you have to position them in a way so stuff in front of the sub that is already in the footage doesn't immediately collide, and because your brain just goes, ah, oh, that's wrong, oh, oh, oh. must hurt. So, if if there's some character like popping out of the screen towards you, like it's moving towards you in 3D, then the subtitles are probably moving towards you as well. <laughs> you've got to put to them stay. at the uh, yeah, you've got to put them as far out as possible. So you don't right. cut into it. You've got to keep it as similar to the scene as possible because it's the one of the other problems is refocus in the sense that it takes your eyes time to change between uh, focusing on something close to you to focusing something away from you. Yeah. And if that change is too big, sometimes it's too difficult, as in your brain can't quite understand what's going on. It's strange. Like if you have something that's miles out of scene and something miles in the distance. If you want to try, actually try and look at that something in the distance after looking at the thing in front, um, sometimes that's really hard just because of the rest of the scene around you. Right, yeah. And it's it's weird because that's one of those phenomena that you don't get in real life. You can focus on whatever you want in real life, but in stereo 3D it's the rest of the scene makes a difference. It's weird because different people in the cinema are seeing kind of different images depending on what they choose to focus on, whereas everyone oh, yeah, sees yeah, the film. Exactly. You know, with a standard film, everyone sees the exact same thing all the time, don't they, really? As long as they're yeah. not covering part of the screen or something. Hmm, craziness. Yeah, I wonder how needless, all... needless to say, it's a, bit, it's a bit challenging in places where you just look at a, look at a scene and you're like, oh, what the hell are we going to do here with this bit of text? Yeah. Well, in, in a couple of cases, there was because they've gone for such ridiculously extreme 3D. There was a couple of places where we couldn't actually move the subtitles far enough out of the screen to match what the thing you were looking at was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the software uh, my company has developed uh, sort of um, has limits on what we consider safe movements. So we're only allowed to go so far into the screen, and we're only allowed to come so far out. And uh, yeah, it was beyond those safe limits, and then some. It was. Crazy. Surely, like when the craziest 3Z stuff is happening, then there's nobody really talking in those moments in action films, are they? Well, that's the problem. Know. It's not it an action, action film. film. No, it was a, yeah, essentially but... a documentary of narration. So something oh. because it, uh, and some shots are of little things, so they come right at you um, because of the cameras that were used. And uh... oh, I see Richard Attenborough, or whatever, talking over like crazy 3D starfish. Well, it was like it's a bunch much. of underwater footage of, like, sharks and turtles and shit, only it was narrated by the turtle, so, you know. Uh, obviously, it wasn't actually narrated by the turtle. As awesome as that would be. Was it, what, what was it live action? It was narrated then? from the turtle's perspective. Yeah, it's, it's yes. not an animation, it's proper film. Oh, okay. hmm. And then at the end, there was a mysterious bit where they decided not to film in 3D. Yeah, it's like, oh, good, I don't have to do anything with these subtitles. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we've run out of things to do. Archive footage. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, never mind. 
I can't rip it too much. As I say, they are a client. We do appreciate their business. <laughs> on, on this business-oriented podcast, <laughs> let's get back to the games. Yes, that's what this podcast is about. Don't say let's get back to the games. You were the one who started that conversation. And then it was you... interesting, but I'm just I'm steering, steering away. Okay, uh, Rob started last week. Yes, so uh, let's start with Zach this week. What have you been playing, Zachary Burgess? Well, a bunch of stuff that probably is not going to be any interest to talk about. So I'm just let me to... stop you there a second. Um, me and you listen to the podcast, <laughs> don't we? Um, yeah. I, I, I found myself saying the word bunch constantly after listening to them for two hours a week. Like, everything's a bunch. A bunch of everything. Is that is that American? I don't think I've ever noticed that. that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is, it, oh, yeah. is, is, is it kind of British to say oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts? Possibly. That's <laughs> a very specific. It's a carry-on sort of thing. Yeah. But it's like so, a but... bunch. I've been playing a whole bunch of this. Yeah. Man, thanks yeah. a bunch. Yeah, I suppose it so, is more American than us because we say a bit more than a bunch. Yeah. It's like we've been playing it a or... bit. Oh no, but that's a more of a negative thing, isn't it? It's kind of a less thing, not much, but we've been playing it loads, or we've been playing it for yeah, ages. Yeah, it'd be a load, like. like... The sentence he used just there would have been, I've been playing a load of games, wouldn't it? That's what he would have said. But now he says, I've been playing a bunch of games. Or shit tons. I don't know. Yeah, you. Anyway, yeah, carry on. Know. Didn't notice. <laughs> bunch of games. I didn't notice them saying anything in particular or not. But you know, I guess maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Oh, that time I actually did say a load. Yeah. <laughs> he said a lot. Je- I've noticed that Jeff does this thing where he says when he- when he's not sure about something he's going to say he says I want to say so he says <laughs> yeah. I-, I want to say it comes out in November yeah you know when he means uh, I have no idea it- it- anyway yeah he means I'm not sure it's a- it's a kind of a strange thing it's like I want to say and then he actually says what he wants to say it's like well if you want to say it then say it <laughs> anyway bunch of games. Yeah, not any. Well, I'm just basically here's a list of games I've been playing. Choose one to talk about. So, okay, so there's been there's been Eve. Oh, this is a game. A, a, a potluck. Oh, we'll have to there's, like spin a little. Yeah, you'll have to wait until I'm done. Wheel. Okay, yeah, we don't have a wheel of news. There's Eve. Startopia again. Team Fortress, obviously. I don't know why I'm listing that even. But <laughs> um, there's been World in Conflict. World of Goo, and that game that's just six Vs in a row, which I'm going to only refer to as V, because I can't be asked to say V, 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 V. <laughs> would you pronounce it as V? No, because that's stupid. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, what do you think of this TF2 beta idea? We had that well, as... I haven't actually cool. installed it or anything, and I read, I just read, like, what's different in the beta, you know, the changes that they're testing, basically. Yeah, and well, basically, it seems like the only thing they've the only well, one of the main things that they're testing in this current version of it, I guess, is a whole bunch of different options of how they might change Natasha, which is fucking good because everyone hates it. <laughs> I like it. Yes, but it's so fucking annoying. That, it doesn't do uh, enough damage, but I like it. I, I don't. Actually, way too much actually, damage. No, I yeah, actually, uh, it's too I, much now, isn't it? You oh, it just know, holds I, you I, down, I, and then it just instantly owns you in the face. I don't know. I'd prop it a little bit. It has too much tail off and with distance. 
in the sense that at any kind of range, it does nothing. It's the same um, with all the miniguns, though, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but with, with Sasha at range, it, it, you're dealing actually a reasonable amount of damage. You're doing at least double what Natasha does at range, and it's... Uh, but you shouldn't really use the heavy at like range. So I know, but you don't get a lot of choice half the time. You know, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a sandwich, if you're a sandwich heavy, you've got your minigun or your fists. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, the trouble is that the changes they're making to the Tasha are mostly actually sort of buffs, which is kind of annoying because it's like it doesn't need more. For fuck's sake! It's like the, apparently, according to this list that I'm reading of the actual changes, you've got three different variants that they're testing at the moment. One is just plus forty percent damage, which is just like no, <laughs> get the fuck out. The second oh, no. one is plus twenty five percent damage, but minus twenty five percent health, which is probably okay. Yeah, that yeah, sort of makes right. sense. Yeah. And then the last one is spin up and down time increased, and slow down on hit effects fall off over distance. So if you're further away, you don't get slowed down as much. Which might you see, my problem with Natasha, and I think why you have a problem with Natasha specifically, Zach, is because you play as light classes most of the time. And, yeah, that's its intention, is that against light classes, it's awesome. But against demos and heavies and, sol- and, other, and soldiers, it is a complete joke at any range. It's, it's too underpowered for most of them. I don't know. So it's, 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 it's weird. It's only effect- and, and the annoying thing is the heavy will come across the heavier classes more often than he will the lights, apart from the scout. And it's uh, against the soldier specifically. That's my big annoyance with it. Against the soldier, you pretty much always lose. <laughs> Unless you're playing soldier. In which case, you can't win no matter what you do, somehow. No, I'm in a serious <laughs> suck period as every class I play as at the moment. It's. I switched off the direct hit back to what, back, well, I was trying out the black box, because I, you know, I never play soldier, so I was just like, I switched off the direct hit back to what you might consider a sort of regular rocket launcher, with, you know, the slow-moving rockets and splash damage, and I was like, whoa, fuck, how the hell do you use this thing? Because <laughs> somehow I'd even got used to using the direct hit, sort of, in the yeah. kind of shitty way that I did. I mean, we've talked about my phases with weapons before, but I, I'm, I'm in the phase at the moment. I went through a sudden burst of, oh my gosh, the direct hit. It's like the best thing ever. It went on an awesome spree, and now I can't shoot it for shit. So I've had to start using the normal one and, and going for splashy approaches, which is also good, but it's, you've got to play differently. And it's now I can't use direct hit at the moment. It's, well, it's I, I just couldn't work out normal rocket launchers at all. I was just like, whoa, no, how do you do damage to this thing? I can't get it to actually hit people, even though theoretically you've got like this whole splash damage thing that should make it really easy to hit people. I've been having, I don't know if it's just me or whatever, but I, I couldn't help but notice some severely weird sort of outcomes with the damage count on, on the rocket launcher the last time we played. You know, I was hitting people dead on, and it was coming up with a pop-up saying, 20 damage, and I'm like, what? How does that work out? It's like, I've just hit you in the face with a rocket, and it does, what, an eighth of your health, in the case of a, uh, a soldier? It's just, that doesn't add up. As long as it wasn't the obvious, you know, there's the obvious two things that actually do affect the damage of the rocket. Oh yeah, sure, sure. There is the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, the, new... the targe and the new buff banner. Yeah, but from sixty, even if it was like twenty percent resistance, like the targe gains, that's twenty percent of eighty sort of damage at max. So you should you should get down to sixty, not twenty. There's no buff that can reduce it down to twenty. <laughs> Unless it was both at the same time. Actually, I wonder if they stack like that. Probably. 
it's minus 35% after it's taken off the other one, presumably. It doesn't yeah. just so, add the percentages. That so compounds, that's probably 50% max, and that's still 40 damage, so it's... Or a range know. 30, maybe. It just seems... But, I, you know, 20 just really, seems ridiculous. I don't see where that could have come from. For a I've really been shot. considering trying to dig up whatever UI um, modification that was that I saw in a video one time, where it makes the damage pop-ups appear directly above your health, rather than oh, yeah. over where you hit them. Because that might actually... <laughs> so then you can see them more. Because sometimes you just... Sometimes you can't see them because it's like behind, you know, in the ceiling or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and you know, I wish they... They don't appear. I wish they'd make those damage pop-ups appear behind walls, you know, so that, so the ones where you shoot some, you shoot a rocket, run away or something, and then turn around or something, but it won't show you the, the hit because there's a wall in the way. I'd quite like to just be able to hear them, see them regardless of where they occurred. You know, but yeah. well, maybe that's considered a cheating tactic because maybe it would it would happen, it would give away positions of people behind walls. Yeah, but that's know. why you have maybe. the hit noise. <laughs> that, yeah, I know, but I like to see... That's the you can hear no matter where. Yeah, but, you know, I want to see the damage number, not just the hit noise. It's, hit noise is yeah. useful, but I want to see the damage. Just so there I know, you, you know, just so I can make put my fears to rest about stupid damage hits. <laughs> I've been having Which it at the moment, all it's doing I... is confirming. I've just been having a lot lately. I don't know what patch it was that bugged it up, but there seems to be a lot more cases where you just where you swing a melee weapon and it plays the con, you know, it plays the sound as if you're hitting them, but it doesn't hit them. <laughs> it's like yeah, fuck. You, you get you get the weapons sort of splash sound or whatever, but then you don't get the ding for the hit. So it's, yeah, you're, you're like okay, um, which one of the systems isn't working properly? That seems to have only started happening quite recently. Yeah, I've noticed it myself. I mean, I never played hit. I've never played with hit sound on anyway, but I just started. No, it's because I use the the bleed knife for the sniper, so I can tell when I hit them because then they start bleeding. (laughs) Isn't there certain buffs now that can sort of make you resistant to bleed? It's not really resistant. It's like if you the bleed thing is like if you get healed in any way, it stops bleeding. Oh, so okay. obviously, if it's like the soldier rocket launcher that does heat, that heals you on hits, that will cancel yeah. the bleeding. Is bleeding just damage over time? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's it's like the fire, but less obvious. <laughs> and more fucking up your view if it's huge red overlay for some reason. Oh. <laughs> like Jurati only red. Yeah, I've never seen that. I don't get it on my <laughs> machine. I get just the red sort of blood icon on near the health, like the milk's white icon, but red. Yeah, well, there's I don't, I don't, I don't get the, Yeah, I don't get the overlay. I don't see it very often because I don't get hit by that. <laughs> Must be Maybe fairly I'm just rare. Lucky. Well, the engineer has his wrench that does bleed. Oh, okay. And then the sniper has the knife. It's not any other ones, I don't think. It's just those two. Not that I can think of, no. Anyway, this, this is, is fairly in-depth TF conversation again. So you think that... Um, the beta is a good idea then. Um, will you yeah, definitely. go into it on occasion, do you think? Or, I suppose when uh, they announce something... It depends, whether, like... whether, it depends whether if when you install it, it has to create an, an exact copy of all the files. It, it does. It, it, creates, use... it creates an entirely separate install. Oh, God damn it, that's just stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's the only way to, be, only way well, to no... change stuff that doesn't affect your normal game and doesn't add well, obviously... hackers in and all that kind of crap. It's a good idea. I mean, obviously it has to change some of the files, but couldn't it just 
make copies of the files it's changed and then pull non-changed files from the normal game or something. Yeah, but that would probably be a complicated game change and that it has to be aware of that you know they have to make the game aware of the beta and to load certain files at certain times and that they're not compatible it, it could you know we don't know the internal structure of the game and coming from a uh, a programming background that could be a very annoying thing to change well surely it can like load your controls from the steam cloud can't it cloud stuff presumably but the other trouble it probably gets treated like a separate game you know in in, in terms of the cloud maybe well, that would be yeah, because you get all the unlocks <laughs> automatically, don't you, in the beta, so you can try it. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. The other question yeah. is how many, how much population are there on servers on the beta, of course. Well, there'll be tons now. There'll be, like, none yeah. in, like, a couple of months. I'd imagine, it'll be, I'd imagine it'll, it'll be pretty popular, though, because it's one of those things where as soon as they announce something, it's like, I don't know, there are, there are plenty of hardcore TF players. I mean, I'm probably one of those players that's borderline, as in I, I might if I had the time to do so, but at the moment I can't say I would so play the game. normal. Yeah. Well, um, right now someone, you probably could like get Zach, on if you want <laughs> you, but Because there's only Valve run servers for the beta, obviously. So, true. Because you, you can't run a beta server. No, you know, that would be crazy. So, um, what I don't really understand is why they. Well, maybe you can because it's a whole separate build of the game. Maybe you can. I'm not sure they let you though. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, the thing that I don't really understand about it is why they're testing map changes on the beta. Why can't they just give you those map files, like if to people who run servers and just say, "Here's a modified version of a map that we're planning on putting in." Run it on your server and tell us if you like it or not. Why does that have to be in the beta? Because that's more maintenance. You end up with several versions of files hanging about, and <laughs> as it's, if it's not, easier just as easier just to have the one that everyone updates. Yeah, well, because they have a standard it's... for Valve maps, don't they? And they usually do internal testing, but this is just farming that out slightly, isn't it? So it's yeah. just halfway stage there. Isn't I, it? I don't have a problem with that. It makes sense because if it's going to be one of those changes that they roll out to everyone. Then test it rolled out to everyone, you know. Well, it's like it's like on the H eight servers; they still have the old version of um, that map. I can't remember the name of. <laughs> is, it a, is it a community map? Oh, did Freight end up going official though? Yeah, well, that's why okay. the the actual. It was really annoying when we were trying to play it for our for the actual matches because the the old version before it became official is called Freight Final. And then the the version that's actually the one that the game uses now, the official version, is Freight Final underscore one. And it's like, ah! <laughs> so if you don't know which one you're loading, you always end up going for the obvious one that doesn't have any extra shit on the file name. But that's the wrong one. So it's just like, even the HH servers still have lots of old maps hanging out. I mean, it's like like all the, well, the community maps that aren't, this, that aren't official yet, I guess. That sort of makes sense, like... You know, three different versions. Well, of to be honest, you're talking. You're, you're, to be honest, you're talking about the. Uh, 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 you're not talking about the right problem there. You're talking about community, the, the the management of community maps, which is obviously completely up to the server managers, because you're well, saying, it's... oh, they've got different versions of the of the, of the map. But it's like, well, yeah, they do, because it was a community map before, and then it went but official. They're... But they've only got the they're... one version of the official map. As there have every been other changes map. to official maps though that have been yeah, uploaded. Community but they, changes. You keep them all. <laughs> oh, community changes again. There you go. That's the, that's the key word there. If the community makes them, they're out of Valve's control. Therefore, it's up to server managers to do it. If they're official maps, they have to be. There's one type because they're official. 
if they change the yeah. official map, then all the servers just get it, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's, an, it's an easy thing. Why couldn't they just release it like it was a community change and say because it forces everyone to do the work and nobody wants that? Or instead of you know forcing people who want to test the new map to install the beta, rather than just putting it on a server that they already play on and making them download the map from that. I don't know. Sounds like too much work. <laughs> I'd say it's I, I think, I think, way, but I think they're I'm doing it because it. it's easier just to just to have a beta program auto download it than to you to manage it and put it on the server and then have your well, users just... vote for it and blah 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 blah. I don't know. I suspect. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the beta servers only run those two changed maps. I mean, that would make sense in terms probably. of getting the maximum testing out of them. Yeah, it's how they want to test the weapons and stuff. You know, yeah. they might want to test something on on a certain kind of map that they can't do with the new ones. They probably yeah, just right. run whatever Maybe. they need for the day or or the week. I guess because the problem with only running certain maps, you know, the new maps with the new weapon changes, is that maybe the map doesn't offer the opportunities to test the weapon changes that they want. I'm kind of worried by. And that's going to be a hard thing to predict. There's one more change I didn't remember because it's the last one on the list. It's not a specific to any weapon, but it just says players being healed by a medic are immune to movement impairing effects generated by hit scan weapons. So if anything Wait, that what? knocks you Natasha. back Natasha, Force of Nature, Sentries well, bullet part of Sentries. That that's just like what? <laughs> so if you're being healed by a medic, even if you're not Uber, you can just walk as if it's not hitting you. That's that's crazy because that means the force of nature and the air blast in theory won't work on. Well, the air blast is. Well, I don't know. I guess the air blast is technically hit scan, but it's not a hit yeah. scan weapon, really. <laughs> but what is it going to slow down the medic? So you're going to outpace the medic, and then <laughs> you're going to run past the medic's going to get stuck uh, by the sentry. Oh, <laughs> what? Because the medic's going to wander in. Yeah, and, and then the you'll the beam, and then you'll just die instantly. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's to try and get people to shoot at the medics more. Was that in the beta? You say. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because they they're just trying crazy stuff, aren't they? Like I heard they're gonna do run experiments, like health. give everyone yeah. double health, yeah, stuff like that. And, I don't know. See, double see the how the balance changes. Yeah, yeah. It's just for metrics and stuff. It doesn't mean they're gonna put it in the game. I don't know because that's just like that one would have to be I mean, the way it says it when it's when it says being healed. It's like <laughs> maybe it will turn back on when you Uber. That'd be funny. So it's like you walk up to the sentry for running on an Uber, and then as soon as you get Uber, you just go wee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Team Fortress 2 is a game that you should play. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's spin the roulette wheel and land it on World of Goo. Okay. We can talk about that. It's. Um, well, I finished it, I guess. <laughs> it was one of the games that was in like the Steam Sale indie packs. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was in there with V, so I was like, oh, yeah. Totally, I can get that and World of Goo for the cheaps. That's good. Support the developers. <laughs> yeah, support them with like minus eighty percent profits, lol. <laughs> yeah, but they probably made quite a lot more than they would have done at this stage. I mean, it's been out for ages. No one's going to buy it now unless there's a mysterious yeah, well, sale. Well, and then World of Goo would have because World, well, World of Goo kind of made it. Has made a name for itself, anyway. Isn't but World, it? so World of Goo came out on the Wii, apparently. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah it, it did. did. I didn't know that. So it's like, so I guess it doesn't need any more help. <laughs> I didn't understand that because I played just the demo of World of Goo, and it still needed faster mouse movement than I could ever imagine doing on the Wii. Because some of the no, the like... pointer control can you get pretty good at pointer control after a while. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say so. But some of the Still. levels are pretty ridiculous in World of Doom, it has to be said. Where it's like, you need to I... build things really quickly before it all falls over. Yeah, yeah I had like an oscill- oscillating bridge that was just a lever sticking out from... It's fairly early on, isn't it? I presume. And, uh, uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, really it was remember. like held up half with balloons. And oh, so yeah. it was falling over on itself. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, it was actually quite hard to time it. was a it. tricky level, actually, yeah. Yeah. And doing that on the Wii, I can't imagine, but never mind. Anyway, what's the rest of the game like? Well, because it started well, it... off on the Wii, didn't it, before it got ported to PC and the others? I thought Wii Well, no, it was originally a sort of, sort of miniature... It was really a tech demo at one point on PC, because I still have the original file, where it's just a singular EXE file, where there's no point to it. You just build a tower, obviously. It's like, get as high yeah. as you can or whatever. So it was like super indie, where it wasn't even actually a game, and then they made it into a game. <laughs> but yeah, so the rest of the game is just like, I I don't know, it got kind of weird, because you think like, you know, you're building shit, like bridges and towers and stuff, but yeah. it really gets, the, the it really turns into like a lot more specific mechanics, where it's like less about just building structures and more about weird effects of certain specific types of goo and stuff. Which is I see. kind of awesome, but kind of I don't know. It doesn't. It's, 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 a bit of a, it's a bit of a puzzle game hole, that isn't it? In that you end up relying on the the gimmick for a particular level too much, rather than the mechanics all gelling together. Yeah, because, it, I mean, it, it, there's, there's kind of puzzle game. It's like the same problem with. Um, um, well, they might as well bring this up now because it's a sort of similar game. Uh, EA's Create. Um, which was supposed to be the new sort of 3D, the Incredible Machine type game. Um, mm. Except for the fact that it's the the freedom of solving puzzles pretty much boils down to you get given the gimmick for the level, do the level with the gimmick, end, move on, and it's fallen directly into the hole of you don't really get any chance to create yourself. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a rather it's a rather ironic name, but it's. I mean, it's almost what we were saying about Plants vs Zombies, which isn't a puzzle game, but. Sort of no, it, but it's sort of Plants, no, but there are times in Plants vs Zombies where you can just you know, they get there comes a point in the game about halfway through where you don't really have to start using the unlocks. You know, every level a lot of the un- some of the unlocks come up and it's like, why would I yeah. need that? And you stick to your normal routine, and uh, yeah, but it's got a bit of that. You, you, there's the obvious few, but that make it makes more sense in that because it's it's like. Um, you still have the rest of your mechanics to go by. It's not like that's the entire true. level relies on that one thing. So what so are that, the different kinds okay. of goo, then, uh, towards the end? What's the well, because, I mean, you start with, like, get? the obvious... The, like, you start with the black goo, which is, like, the actual building structures stuff. Yeah. And then, like, the second version is green, where it's basically the same as black, except you can disassemble it. So you can, like take bits apart that you don't need any longer and move move on to a different segment which is that's probably the best because that's sort of you know that allows you to actually do awesome things that's sort of actually a puzzle element but then you get like there's the watery kind of goo where you can only attach them into like a big long hanging chain so that's obviously incredibly limited in terms of what you can use it for okay um and when it gets really dumb by the time you get to like i can't remember what level is it must be level well, I say level, it's like the group of levels. World, I guess. <laughs> world 5 is like right, yeah. the, the virtual world or whatever, where you're inside a computer. But the, the goo blobs you get in that one don't... They, they don't build anything at all. 
you but the the way the their mechanic works is like you click on them and then you drag it out and then they fire like a little catapult so you have to like ping them between platforms it's like this isn't even the same game any longer <laughs> how strange that's kind of cool actually I can't, i'd like to see that in action i never got that it's, o- it's okay but it's just like they there's like 10 levels of just pinging stuff around <coughs> it's like what happened to the puzzle oh, well, you don't have this? to like <laughs> You don't have to build a structure as part of the puzzle, then, do you not? Well, there are a couple of little bits where you like extend this thing slightly so you can catch the things you're pinging at That's it. That's what I thought, right? But it's, but it's not, not like, yeah. I mean, it's it, not that could that could be quite interesting because surely there's like a uh, um, a strategy element to the pinging because if you build too much, if you could use the pinged ones to then build structures. No, it's two different then, types of goo, unfortunately. Uh, the ping ones are could, separate from the building ones. Because that could have been an interesting mechanic that you know, if you use too much to build in one spot, and then you don't have, then you ping and you few across, and then you don't have enough to build in the second spot. That could have been an interesting strategic, you know, that might might have made you have to think about the levels a little bit and the type of structures you were building because you'd have to. Yeah, it's like when you get the the flinging mechanic, it does seem to be like a bit. Sort of, they, it loses the puzzle. And it's like, okay, I just have to get as many of these as possible from here to here, and then here to here, and then here to here. It's like it's not actually a puzzle anymore. It's just like getting the right angles. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I mean, that's only one world. It's it's overall, I'd say it's pretty pretty awesome. The last few levels are like the hardcore, you know, the last world with its hard puzzles is where it gets quite. You have to be quick on those ones. Where you're like building a tower, but you have to let it fall over and then catch it again with balloons in midair so it doesn't fall all the way, and then it sort of hovers so you can extend it a bit further. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of thing that I thought must be quite difficult using the pointer. Yeah, I had problems with that on the mouse. <laughs> Mainly yeah, the balloons, because exactly. it's like you take them off, and obviously as soon as you take it off, it's like it starts falling more, and it's like, oh, shit, I have to put it back on. <laughs> but then <laughs> so it don't... takes a second to lift, doesn't it, after you put it on, doesn't it? Yeah. Because like, the balloon well, has to of. rise it's a, like bit, a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you get all kinds of wobbliness. But yeah, I know. I guess I could show that to Rob. I mean, it's like I was saying to Rob. I could, it's like, if he wants to see these things, I can probably show them, because they're all like 50 megs or whatever, so it's not like it takes a million hours to download them onto a new machine. Or I can just copy them onto a freaking USB stick. <laughs> yeah, you can just log into Steam wherever you are, and uh, there's your game. Yep, basically. I haven't tried. I mean, the, this pack, the pack, that indie pack that I got was. What is the World pack of, then? It was World of Goo, okay. V, uh, Euphoria, which I played the demo of, but I haven't installed the full version of. Iron Grip Warlord, which I have no idea what the fuck it is, but it looks... Be... <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> it, it, look, it looks sort of like... Well, I haven't even looked at any information about it. I've only seen the background image on Steam, but it looks sort of like a close combat kind of thing. Like, top-down, sort of, World War Two move guys around and shoot things. I don't know. Oh, like Commandos, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. I'll probably get around to try it eventually. And the last one was Dot Clock and the Toasted Sandwich of Time, which I have no idea what the fuck that is either. That has to be the (laughs) best name for a game ever, though. (laughs) The Toasted Sandwich of Time. I went to look at the achievements for it, and... I assume it's a point-and-click adventure indie. No, it's kind of a platformer with buildings. It looks oh. to be sort of a combination. <laughs> well, I've read the achievements, and from what I what the achievement name suggests, it looks to be sort of a combination of World of Goo and like Braid. 
Where it's like you have what? time manipulation and like constructing things. You oh. have to build like one of the major mechanics is building vehicles out of stuff just lying around and um, putting it together and then making your way through a level using it. It's uh... mm, cool. That's what so they should have done with Gary's mod, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it looked interesting, but it wasn't enough to make me buy the pack. Yeah, so the other game the you've games, actually really. the, the no, other no, game you've actually played is V, right? Yeah. So Which what's V? Isn't the long game. <laughs> yes, Rob, keep saying that. It's mm. it's a, like a weird platformer where you don't jump, you just flip flip your gravity. And that's all there is to oh. <laughs> oh, right. It's so... in like a weird pixel art style with chiptune music. So obviously it's that very, it's... appeals to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very Commodore sort of ZX Spectrum type look to it. Okay, but HD and all that. Well, probably not. Is it, or does it just straight up just look like? A... Yeah, it's straight up old school. Yeah, it's pixely, okay. basically. Because <laughs> sometimes they do like big blocky pixels, but with like a sort of Web two point gradient sheen over the actual pixel. <laughs> you know how they do that now? No, this yeah. is definitely just pixel art. Right, fair enough. But yeah, so it's basically just—it's a matter of. Working out what you have to do to navigate your way through these rooms by only using your ability to flip gravity and timing, basically, because you have to like avoid moving things or whatever. And you can't Can just you, jump you... out of the way because you have to flip yeah. the gravity. Oh right. So so when you say jump, can you not do do to, to jump? Do you have to flip the gravity twice? Then basically, no. You, like, you can't down, you can't can... change it unless you're on the floor. So you can't oh, actually okay. jump. You can only flip and then re flip when you hit something else. So you can't remain in midair by flipping it over and over? <laughs> no. Okay. That would be a bit easy. That's true. But yeah, so that leads to obviously some ridiculous. There's, there's the infinite, infamous sort of. It's, it's only to get like a secret, you know. The, I, I, I know, I guess you call it like the 100% ending or whatever. You have to collect these special trinkets that are hidden around the level in like the difficult puzzles. But then there's like the infamous la the last one of those is <laughs> basically you, you come down you come down through the screens and it, you ba it basically pans you past the whole puzzle before you get to where you start that puzzle from you're in like a side okay. passage basically <laughs> and it's basically like six screens just stacked on top of each other but you have to make it all in one jump so you have to go from where you start you have to go all the way up these six screens hit the top onto a platform which disappears as soon as you hit it and then all the way back down the six screens back to the bottom to land onto the prize <laughs> and it's so just like get... trying to pull that off takes forever then you get to flip the one time when you hit the the breaking platform yeah and the all top. the rest of it is just air control to navigate this zigzaggy passage <laughs> okay so air control is just left and right yeah Basically. You can't control your rate of descent, I presume. No, so, yeah. so it's that 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 it's an infamous sort of part of this game, and you know it's it's well known for like you're going to die like five hundred times just trying to do this thing. <laughs> Is it easy to restart? Does it take a second or? Yeah, it just instantly respawns you basically at oh, the last great. checkpoint you hit. Is there no life system either? Or... No, it's just a, it good. just counts how many times you die over the entire game, and then there's achievements for like. Die less than 50 times. Die less than 500 times. I haven't even got to die less than 500 times to get you through your game. I got to, like, 527 was my last run. <laughs> it's like, damn. And then apparently... Take, then, to go uh, it's only, it. like, I don't know, three 
well, know, probably a couple of hours, two hours, I'd say. Oh, okay. Because I, apparently I've only played it for four hours, and I've gone through it twice. <laughs> so it's two hours to finish the game, basically. And you're very likely to die over 500 times in those two hours. Yeah, pretty much. Apparently, okay. if you do the if you do the time trials, which is, you unlock after your first playthrough, if you get high rank on the time trials, you unlock the literally impossible mode. I can't remember what it's called. It's some, <laughs> got some stupid name, but it's the literally impossible mode. Make it through the game with only one life. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> so I tried by Alien Hominid or whatever with one life. No, uh, yeah, and I thought Explosion Man's uh, hardcore mode was uh, pretty intense. Yeah. Because that was a do do every every level with one life sort of thing. <laughs> Does it mean every level in sequence or just every? No, unfortunately not. It was just each it was just each level, but they were pretty damn tough. Some of those. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> Have you heard they've announced Miss Explosion Man? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. You know, like Miss Pac Man. Yeah, genius. <laughs> that's so really awesome. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's coming coming soon. I was tempted at some point, perhaps, to, of picking up um, Twisted Pixel's most recent game, uh, Comic Jumper. Oh yeah, like, I tried the demo of that. I wasn't sure. Well, it's, it's people. It, that's the thing. Twisted Pixel have this like amazing sense of humour, and apparently, that's Comic Jumper's like uh, forte. Is like, don't it's take it asset, seriously yeah. in terms of, in terms of a game. Just uh, play it for the comedy value because it's very yeah. good comedy value. But might not actually play very well in some parts. Apparently, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So I'm sort of tempted because I do. I, I love explosion. I love explosion, man. And the more seems to have a, you know, from what I've seen of it, seems to have a fairly good take on slapstick humor. So, and uh, I, like the the concept concept of, I mean, the ending of explosion, man, is so awesome. But, but the thing with explosion, man, is it's there's no there's no words. Really, no, true. not like it's not like script. It's just like animation, I guess. <laughs> Whereas it's in comic number really... there seems to be a lot of script. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a script, but yeah. I, I like the concept I have faith in the art style, like, between the comics. That's a cool mm. idea. I like that idea. Yeah. I'm sure there was another game that I was thinking that had a similar... Oh, it's Super Meat Boy, isn't it? That does sort of the same. Oh, yeah. Teaches the art style. That's Not supposed to be much, hardcore. But, yeah. I haven't I hear played that's that like yet. Super punishing, apparently. Yeah. You will, you will tear your hair out. I might get hold of that. If it comes cool. up in the Steam Christmas sale, because I didn't get it on pre-order and I didn't get it on the day it was on sale on the November sale. Yeah, <laughs> if it comes up in Christmas really sale, it's one of those ones. Um, so good. The, the sale has there. been pretty damn good because there's there's been a few gems, but there's not been many big yeah. titles that have come no. dramatically down in price. I mean, yes, unless you were sense. going for the crazy gift packs, which, <laughs> let's be honest, are literally crazy, because you get like an 80% off or something, which is mental, but you then end up with 10 copies of the game. And it's... Uh, you have to so you get, okay. Yeah, you get those those 10... Ca- you, you got those 10 copies at 80% off each. So the price was still, you know, it, was, it wasn't like a couple of quid or something for the game you'd end up paying like 10 quid for 8 copies of the game and it's and then you'd have but to give them, them out and it's like, and some, of those, it like, some of those were weird yeah some of them didn't even make sense where it's like 6 copies of Left 4 Dead 2 which you can only play 4 player <laughs> <laughs> yeah or or Osmos you know some of the games that they put they put on there were a bit strange like Osmos for instance had an 8 pack or something it's like that doesn't have a multiplayer element why would I buy it in a in a multi pack you know if they did a TF one, which I'm not sure they did, that's a great idea. But I, don't know, I think the orange box was in the sale, but not 
not in a multi-pack. Not in a multi-pack. No, that was the, one of the highlights, really, was the orange box for, like, three quid or something, wasn't it? Have you heard that um, the competing, I suppose, Games for Windows Live marketplace has had some weird deals going on? They were, like, selling Deus Ex for 50p or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like no, the that. original oh. Deus Ex came up on the Steam sale as well for oh, was a few it? pounds. Uh, yeah. There was, something, there was something else, like a full game for, like, ridiculous cheapo. I can't remember what it was. Anyway. Oh, I think it was... Nope, it's gone. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, remember. I think the main I thing of this, this season was, yeah, Orange Box, Batman for a fiver, um, and all the ah, indie yes. stuff. They were the, they were the serious draws of the... But they, uh, oh, we, what would they do at Christmas? That would be the question. Well, yeah, there's the, the boxing, the, the uh, New Year's sale, hopefully. Oh, dear, we'll there's sales well. all, all year on, on the yeah. Nice. Um, the bit I was temp- the, the the one I was tempted with and turned down was that they had blur on there um, for fifty percent right. off. So it's gone down to twenty quid already for the PC version. That's and, well uh, cheap. It, a, a disc copy of that is like twelve quid or something in the shop. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, so, it hasn't sold any copies. That no, game. which is which explains Bazaar's downfall. Um, I mean, half the reason that the PC version hasn't the, the PC version has received considerably less interest in the consoles, fairly understandably, but to the point where I checked before buying it and discovered that at most, at peak, there are sixty players online. Six O. Which is not much, um, but as we discussed, probably more than Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got into one game of Red Faction, and it's basically just a, you know the only people that are still playing that are horrendous griefers. But <laughs> it's, uh, I had yeah, but Blur was okay practically game. designed for multiplayer. I mean, if not online, split screen. Yeah. but I mean, it was a multiplayer focused. And it's Mario. Yeah, it's such, it's such yeah. a massive shame. I mean, Blur is a fantastic game. I have no problem saying that because it was, it, yeah, as I say, it's Mario Kart without the irritation and in, in, an interesting handling model. And it wasn't shit, which is, you know, for Kart, for Mario Kart attempting games, that's not a bad accolade to have. It's not shit. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, actually quite good. Um, but it just, yeah. for whatever reason, it just didn't get the sales and that was the death of it. And it's, you know, I don't understand it and it's a bit of a shame. Especially yeah, seeing exactly. as it might be the one that killed off Bazaar, but well, other than Bloodstone, but I still might put it in one, in one of these two for thirty quid deals. You know how they have those stickers on things in British yeah. stores. H&P. I think if you're there's g- some I think weird current, offers going on. In, I think the in... current thing is if you wanted to get Blur, then you'd have to get it for the consoles because there's more. As yeah. far as I can tell, there's still a bit of a population on the consoles. Some strange uh, Christmas deals going. I mean. I I was in HMV and they had um, they had an official rock band stand for guitars, you know, just a stand for putting your plastic guitars on. <laughs> official branded rock band. I think it was Mad Cats or something. Twenty five quid, and then which is, uh, and then next to it they had the rock band drum set. I think Rock Band 1 drums, because I don't think Rock Band 2 drums ever came to Britain at all. But anyway, no, they, they had didn't. the Rock Band drum set, which is a huge thing. They were obviously trying to get rid of it, because it was 10 quid for the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I, was, I, I wanted to get it, but then um, I came back and they were all gone, I think. Or they might have put them <laughs> in a stock room, but I, they might have been snapped up. But 
They weren't, it wasn't like a big display. I was just, I wonder how, I was just, I saw the big boxes and I thought, well, they're a nightmare for retailers, you know, having to stock those huge yeah. boxes. So I wonder how much they're selling them for. I found the price at 10 quid. It's like, and then right next to it was this ridiculous guitar stand thing. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone being dumb enough to buy that, but. <laughs> Are you with me in the assumption that, well, and the market, I think we talked about this last time, but that the, um, that music games are going through a bit of a death. Well, everyone, they, uh, everyone thinks that. that that's yeah. the accepted wisdom. I mean, Guitar Hero, the brand... Sales figures shit. aside, because that's, that's been happened shit for as well. Like years. I mean, the last... Re- I mean, Guitar Hero 5 was a good game, but... Um, I don't know. The whole thing just... Yeah, it's kind of imploded, I guess. It's strange, isn't it? I mean... Well, no, I think it's just one of those things. Everyone got into it, and... yeah. It's like Dance Dance Revolution, you know. Everyone got into that, and all of a sudden, it everyone realised, well, this isn't really changing. I've done this. I need something new, and yeah. Well, I think Guitar yeah. Hero, just the base core uh, mechanic with the guitar, without all the extra stuff, it still has mileage. Like, I don't know. Well, as a concept it might need to lay low for like five years and then be like rebooted or something i don't know but i mean it's still fun you know you go back to it and it's still fun and then you forget about it again for a while it's the same with a lot of gimmicky sort of games isn't it but a lot of people played a lot of guitar hero back in the day didn't they i mean there's mm-hmm. all those videos on youtube of expert runs and stuff and like five-year-olds doing it and um it was a bit of a phenomenon wasn't it but even if the phenomenon's passed like it's still fun Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Guitars. So it's, I mean, there's always not to take any credit away there. from. Yeah, it's not to take any credit away from Rock Band Three either. It's a. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard a hell to innovate in the genre, and they did. I mean, that 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 yeah, it's an incredible achievement, and it's sad because I I looked in the shop and that was thirty quid, whereas other brand new games were forty, and it's, you know, and it's mm. that's a bit of a shame. But I mean, personally, I would if they brought out a Guitar Hero game that had all the tracks from the first two games that were all original master tracks. I would play that. I would totally get that. Yeah, tell <laughs> you know? me about it. It just seems... Yeah, exactly. And it put it in seems... Rock Band rather than Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for example. <laughs> or, or if it was in Rock Band, yeah, that would be uh, even better. But, um, yeah, I don't know. They need to work there's, out... Because the thing is, they sell those digital annoyance. copies, don't they? They sell the, yeah. the on the marketplace. But, I mean, that's... There's a certain annoyance. I mean, the the thing that I I never liked about the Rock Band series was not that it was... Well, until the latest one, it's been fairly inaccessible for party play, which sounds weird for a party game, but, you know, the the setup of it was quite irritating. You couldn't swap players in and out. You couldn't... Guitar Hero uh, actually did that better. Yeah, yeah, it did in the last iteration um, when they introduced party play. But, yeah, the the whole... You know, it it was difficult to set up songs. Sometimes dropping a player out could cause a headache... Things like that, and it's it, and I still never understood why they went, why none of them went the completely wireless route um, straight away. You know, how you still have to have a hub and stuff, and tons of cables lying around just to get the thing to work is yeah. a, a bit of a hassle. Um, but at the same time, Rock Band is the better game. The Rock Store is great, but too expensive, and you know uh, that was that was my other annoyance is that buying tracks in the rock band store 
is a bit expensive, really. They're, they they're can't more ex- do much about that, though, really. No, that's, like... unfortunately, that's not, their, that's not their problem. It's the sort of stupid record industry's problem. Well, the thing is, in it's the, the, sense it's that they, the uh, licensing, they, they... isn't it, costs money. But also, it, it, it's labour-intensive for them to make a track, so they have to charge something for their own work. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I have no doubt of that, but I still don't think that should be more than the cost of a single. It's like... Yeah. Um, uh, the, the the fact that you, when you buy a track off Rock Band, it's more expensive than if you bought the track um, off iTunes, which doesn't yeah. make sense to me because you buy it off iTunes and you can use it, use that song everywhere. You can use that. On, you can listen to it on your thingy. You can listen to it on your con- thingy thingy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your thingy and your other thingy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's the three screens like scenario. You can put it on your on your hi-fi system, on your PC, on your iPod, blah blah blah. You buy it on Rock Band and you can use it on Rock Band. It's what they ought to do is, I mean... It's almost like they want to connect the two got, together. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> like, got quite the penetration, but it'd be quite good if singles had a coupon code that allowed you to get the thing in Rock Band, and then you wouldn't want to pirate the single, because you'd want to be able to play it in Rock Band as well as listen to it on your stereo. Exactly. You know, that would be quite a good system. But, I mean, not everyone has Rock Band, so I'm not sure how much, you know, that... Well, no, if they just did a link with iTunes... So oh, when you true. bought, so if you bought certain tracks on iTunes, you could pay a little bit more and have it unlocked on your Xbox account. But you know, that's an Apple, Apple Microsoft might... collaboration, so it might probably wouldn't work. Well, you never know. Apple might be buying harmonics that would work out quite well for them. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stick, stick rock bands, you know, merge the brands of rock band and garage bands that you start producing music on your Mac or <laughs> at the same time you're playing <laughs> for high scores on your on your MacBook Air or whatever the hell it is or your iPad oh god anyway <laughs> let's not think about that yeah yeah I don't know anyway rhythm games yeah unfortunately the, the, don't get me wrong they'll be around and they'll be around forever because they're always awesome they'll be back but, but they almost completely rely on innovation in order to be they probably won't be as big as they as Guitar Hero ever again. I wouldn't have thought because I mean they were great, they were great they were great rhythm games before Guitar Hero and some of them were made by harmonics, you know. Um, but um, you frequency. know frequ- frequency is never going to have the appeal, mass appeal of Guitar Hero, where you're like your drunken lads can come back from uh, from a night out and play Franz Ferdinand on easy mode or whatever, you know. <laughs> Go, oh, I'm a rock star. I don't know. <laughs> well, basically, and the next, the next sing star version of ladies on that front as well. Let's get in and sing ever. Woo! Yeah. The next version of Guitar Hero will obviously be when, if it ever, I mean, presuming it happens, which logically you'd say it might do, is when they eventually get a connect-like technology that works well enough to detect small emotions. It will be Air Guitar Hero. I mean, obviously. That will be the next step in innovating that kind of rhythm game genre, surely. Yeah, but I get mildly annoyed when it feels like Guitar Hero and Rock Band aren't picking up my button presses. Imagine how annoying that would be when you're not pressing anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I said, like, in the future when it works better. It's <laughs> like when the technology but, is much more accurate. To be honest, like, holding a plastic guitar feels more like playing a real guitar than playing air guitar does. Yeah, yeah, no. whole, like, <laughs> I, I don't think air guitar would be aiming to go for, like more realism aiming to go for like more fun it would be like one of those extras that would come in on a stupid mini game package so you couldn't make anything out of it unless it's all about the poses you strike whilst playing air guitar in which case it might as well be an extra in dance central too you're still you're still assuming it's still working on the same shitty technology it's like in the future man 
maybe yeah, but Connect has been around for no, at least five years at this point. It, it wouldn't so. work. It just well, maybe work. not. I don't know. Don't know what you'd have to have the whole point of guitar here and the whole point in its success and the whole point in most rhythm games to be honest is the tangibility the physicality of the peripheral it's like air drums wouldn't work for instance you need that bounce back <laughs> yeah well yeah for that reason air singing might be, you might be able to pull that off <laughs> using connect <laughs> Not you know, so it looks like to... like it looks like you're holding the mic, you know. <laughs> yeah, not that you actually need to hold a mic in order to see. But then again, oh, they missed a trick then, because they could do that with the move. They could have it so the mic gets picked up, uh, the move controller gets picked up as microphone, and then they could do stuff with the video to sort of make it look like you're an actual pop star or something, and I, c- I can see teenage girls going crazy for that shit. Because the PS3 so appeals to teenage girls anyway. <laughs> that's true. No, it's because their dads would buy it for the house. Because it has SingStar on it. And that's PlayStation exclusive pictures. And dad could play Gran Turismo. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh my god. Oh my god, the menu music in Gran Turismo. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the jazz. The smooth jazz. Smooth Japanese jazz over everything. It just sounds. I mean. I mean. Yeah. They, uh, they User don't disconnected care. from your channel. Oh, oh dear. That goes wrong. <laughs> oh. Should we pause this? What happened uh, last time this happened? He came back straight away earlier. Oh, so. yeah, he did. Anyway. Yeah, well, let's just carry on. That's the end of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gran Turismo, like, it's competing, supposedly, with Forza, right? And in terms of the driving model, it is competing directly. But otherwise, they don't seem to have any, cl- uh, any clue that Forza is. User exists. entered your channel. Oh, there he is. Because <laughs> if you look at the menus in Forza, they're amazing, and the music over the top is freaking LCD sound system. How cool is that? And then you look at the menus in Gran Turismo; they're awful. They're like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. There are places of the GT design that are in the menu system I actually quite like. That places, but the okay. majority of it, you know, like when you're selecting like special events and when you're when you're generally choosing a race, that's actually not too bad. But Browsing the rest of it, like your library, like the the the, the store for cars and the uh, um, the upgrade shop in particular is terrible, and and yeah, you have to put up with this ridiculous jazz. The jazz <laughs> over the top is just so you know corny. it's it's fine, it's old school, and I can see why they did it because it's kind of GT's trademark in a way, weird way, but it's it's definitely not cool anymore. It's it's just uh, it should be an option rather than a. Than a than a forced on you thing, and also I I mentioned this last time, but I I had there's loading pauses between menus. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, though, I heard, and this is a a, a sort of strange um, get out clause, is that apparently because the um, the GT online servers were inadequately equipped for the job. Um, most of the loading pauses apparently are when the PS PlayStation attempts to check in with the servers, and oh, okay. uh, um, they can't deal with it, and so there's a so they get extended, so they're longer than they should be. Um, so if you turn off your PlayStation's online capabilities while playing the oh, game, great. the loading times are considerably quicker, if not non-existent, in places. Yeah. Helpful, <laughs> and yeah. it, it's that's you know it's completely retarded. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that that scenario shouldn't exist ever. Regardless of what your online system is, that really needs. I mean, why does it need to check online for me to go change the carburetor on my '96 Punto? It's. (laughs) There was another game that had that problem recently. I can't remember what it was. It was one of the first-person shooter multiplayer 
like Black Ops or whatever. I don't think it was Black Ops. One of them had a problem recently where it was doing the there was some online check that was happening, but it was happening like every second or something, so it was just lagging everything to shit. Oh. It was like, oh, well done, you've totally made that run too often. <laughs> that's way too yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a pre- that's a pretty bad glitch. I actually did have a go at Gran Turismo in in a shop, uh, and like my once I made it through the menus, which was a nightmare because of course I got into the game and I discovered, that, of course, that the triggers aren't the acceleration and brake. Yeah, thought, that's well, that's a, I know a, I'm that's in a shop. Weird decision. But... And that, and that, uh, I'm only going to be playing this for five minutes, but I'm still going to change that. So I go into the, uh, I press start, and of course the menu comes up, and I think oh, I'll change the option right here. Of course you can't, because there's no quick option for anything. You have to back all the way out, of course. And uh, yeah, I eventually found it because it's like a sort of icon. Because the front screen is sort of like almost a faux desktop, isn't it? You have almost a mouse yeah. pointer. Anyway, so found the option, changed. At least you can like customize however you like the controls. Which is so nice. Go, yeah, so I put that in, and then I got into the game. After all this frustration, I started, and it was a lot of fun, I have to admit. I really like the... Because uh, I'm a big fan of the... Um, uh, I use the bumper cam or whatever. Uh, most mm. A lot of people use the chase cam and stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. I play, play so just so you can see the bonnet. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I play bumper, not bonnet cam. Oh, wait, I play actually right at the ground. Uh, well, okay. it's, it's actually quite high up, actually, but um, we compared to a lot of... Um, uh, yeah, but it's like you're looking first person through the number plate, basically. And that's mm. the one I use. But um, it gives you a lot of... I quite like it. It gives you a lot of feedback on your acceleration through the pitch of your car. It seems to be exaggerated compared to yeah. other games. I know what you mean. That, that's quite nice. It's, I, I say, I like you say it, exaggerated, yeah. but I think it's actually more realistic. That that element yeah. of the, pi- the pitch and general role of the cars is very good. I mean, yeah. this highlights what I was saying last week. I'd never, never had a problem with GT's core driving model. I think that's that's always it's been really fairly nice. good. It's really fun. But I, I can't forgive it for the rest of the game. No. It's like the driving I... model and how it handles on the road, absolutely fine. How you collide with cars, absolutely awful. Yeah. I was thinking about that collisions thing, and I... It's terrible. Uh, I know, I know, but I was, think... I was trying to think what I would prefer, and because I don't want to... If I, if it's going to be realistic or whatever, I'd rather like you you there was like massive penalties for hitting people because that like bumping around courses thing. I know it's the only way to win on harder difficulties, isn't it? I mean, but um, pretty much, uh, it's really dumb. And I'd rather the the you know the 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 AI was easier to beat and it had a basically one hit kill where you could barely hit someone before you crashed out. You know. I quite like it so that if you if it was gonna be a big head-on crash instead of going thunk, you know, <laughs> that <laughs> tiny noise or whatever, instead it just it just said right that's it and went into a burnout-style massive crash and then it rewound <laughs> rewound you back. You know, yeah, I don't think there should be because cool. in reality, if you hit, I mean, you'd get. I mean, if you look at Forza or something, you get quite nice deformation of the cars and stuff, but you can at least carry on driving. But if you were well, racing, yeah, that if you would turn be, it on the high. Totally well, I don't know. You can turn it on the high damage model, and you can often have a, have a crash that's not necessarily total, but will ruin your chances of winning it. And it's yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty close. I mean, that's fair enough. But then you have to restart anyway, so you might as well go to a burnout, massive flip out, crash of doom thing. Might Depends it, how far ahead you are. If you fuck up on the last lap, you might still have enough juice to get over the line. Uh, that's true. But uh, is that going to happen in a real race? Are you going to have an almost fatal crash and limp over the line? 
<laughs> in a real no, way. No, probably not. No. Probably not. So I, I, that's just my take is that I understand what people are saying. Like it, it would be a lot better if it had these crunchy cr- crashes and uh, visible damage models. But I'd rather they just because obviously the guy, what's the guy's name who's into Gran Turismo? He doesn't like crashes because he likes cars and doesn't like to see them crash you know i think so i i'd rather there was like do you see what i'm getting at like severe penalties yeah. for any kind of big crash aside from like bumping and then um and it's then the fact that they're completely absent from the single player at all i mean fours already had always had you could mash people out of the way if you if the damage risk was okay you know if you nudged them gently yeah. out of your way then you could get away with it most of the time you might come up with some damaged aerodynamics but that's not never the end of the world um and the other penalty you got was if you went off off the track you'd get time penalties which doesn't affect the outcome of the race but would affect your leaderboard scores and things like that which uh and potential like earnings at the end of the race but you know I mean, at, at, least, any... at least there yeah. were penalties you know yeah there it's... were penalties i'm not saying there weren't i mean yeah no. but i mean you you because it's there like it, i mean i do it everyone does it it's like zoom to the first corner and crunch your way around <laughs> use it. other I cars mean, as brakes yeah, uh, use other cars as brakes into the first bend you know and that you know it's all very well i don't know it's not realistic though is it no i mean i i'm trying to think are there any like non-extreme are there any like normal motorsports in the world where like bumping is kind of an accepted and normal part of the sport? You know? Touring I car. I mean, there must be to a point. Yeah, you, they bump a lot, do they, in touring car? Do they? Yeah, but tons. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's all, well, it's that would the, be like, it then. The cars are fairly large and they can take the hits, so it's a. Uh, it's oh, it's kind cool. of an accepted part of the part, of the, unless it causes the. Um, there's, there's sort of like rules, obviously. It's um, unless it causes another racer to actually go out yeah. and things like that it's generally allowed if they're just nudging for position you know to, you know if they're because there's too much going on they're too close together or the corner doesn't allow their presence then that's generally okay if it right. causes one or the other one to actually you know go out or as a result of a collision or something yeah. like that then it's stewards review type thing and they look at it and just sort of say yeah that was that dude's fault fuck off um because they're approach. in like big big cars in like nascar but presumably they can't hit because they're going too fast aren't they no, there's, there's no way. Well, yeah, the NASCARs are strange, aren't they? Because they're basically a, the bodywork isn't. There's nothing to the bodywork on a NASCAR. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's a really, really flimsy shell. Um, so yeah, any right. kind of collision at all rips the bodywork apart, and then potentially leaves you know leaves the undercarriage exposed and things like that. And uh, yeah, serious shit happens very quickly. Yeah. So anyway, but um, the driving, I, I I did have a lot of fun in it, and. I don't know. I would if I had a PS3. I probably, well, I probably would buy it because I wouldn't know what else to buy on a PS3. You know, <laughs> but then, on the other hand, I probably wouldn't. You'd, I wouldn't you'd buy get, Uncharted. Yeah, I would uh, definitely. If it was a choice between those, there'd be a no, no hold, no question. Uncharted two all the way. But uh, if you want a racing game, then uh, wipeout. Yeah, <laughs> wipeout. Or even yeah. Dirt two. Yeah. Still want to get that if that, if you know, that comes I, up in the sale. I don't understand the bit that gets me quite angry about Grand Turismo Five is not that it's a, a mediocre game in my eyes. I mean, I can live with that. There are mediocre games everywhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know that, that that, and I've never been an, an enormous Grand Turismo fan. It's the fact that despite all its flaws, the world still seems to be going nuts for it. I mean, the reviews, the the review scores are far too high. For what it deserves, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I just I, talked to still, Zach about look, um, look, trying to, I'm trying to look for this from an unbiased perspective, but, you know, Forza feels and appears to be the far better game in terms of realistic driving, in terms of content, in terms of the way you progress through the game, the online service. That's a lot of a long list already that it's better at, and they're very fundamental features. And yet somehow Gran Turismo scores a nine off game trailers when half the review is flaws. And it's, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know where these are coming from. I think there's some kind of magic in that driving model that some people seem to like more than, more than, I mean, I, I played it just for that demo, and I have to admit that personally I preferred it to Forza. Not massively, but I did. And I'm not sure why, but there's something to it. And I think other people feel that more, much more strongly than I do. Some people think it's way better. I don't know why they think that, but, you know, it's a feel thing, isn't it? Like, I'm sure some people think Forza is way better than uh, Gran Turismo in terms I, of the I feel. Can't, I can't forgive it is the problem I have for the, the shortcomings. Maybe I'm yeah. the... Uh, well, I agree with you. I totally agree maybe, with you. Maybe I'm a glass half empty kind of guy on this approach, but I don't know. It's just I can't. If for something striving to be the best simulator, there are so many things that don't make it a simulation. Yeah, if you want a simulator, you play iRacing racing or whatever it is on the. PC, well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, something like that. Or, Did you hear yeah. about the guy? The Top Gear magazine put the like the best iRacer racer guy into a real open wheel Formula Three car, mm. something to see. Because he'd never driven anything faster than his, like Ford Focus, uh, mm. and they they put him in a, I don't know, Mondeo or whatever it was, and they put him in an open wheeled, um, you know, a really faster. It wasn't a Formula One car; it was a Formula Three, I think. Yeah. Anyway, and just to see, and it was really interesting because he was incredibly good, like st- straight away, like you know, because mm. he knew exactly when to brake, and uh, he was really fast. But the trouble was that um, he was just a he wasn't athletic. He wasn't like a. He was just a normal uh, computer geek or whatever who drives a yeah Ford Focus or whatever. So the problem was that uh, he wasn't used to all the G forces. And like well, after the third lap of going incredibly fast and doing really well, he just threw up all over the inside of his you know, <laughs> of nice. his racing helmet. Yeah, and he was just feeling. He wanted to continue, but you have to be really fit to, you know, to be able to drive those cars, and that yeah. just wasn't there. So it's interesting that he had all the skills. In terms of the de- taught to him by the game, you know, because it is very realistic apparently that game, but um, he just could not handle the actual physical exertion of of flipping that incredibly yeah. fast car around the that track. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, Top Gear did that thing before, didn't they, in the past, where they uh, they they tried to replicate uh, the two scenarios identically. So they took Gran Turismo on the PlayStation Two, um, got a Honda NSX, and set a time on Laguna Seca. And uh, then went and did it for real, and it's right. like the, the the whole thing about GeForce and stuff. It just makes you know any skill you learn in the game is fair enough. You gain the skills, but you put them into you know real life is a completely different thing in the sense that you know the, you need the balls and the ability to handle yeah. the GeForces, not to fuck up what you know you should be doing. Exactly. It's, yeah. But still, it's, it's like interesting just handle, that just you the corks can... Laguna Seca is, it would be a <laughs> challenge. I can imagine, uh, yeah. But it's interesting that it does teach you, obviously, the basic skills to go fast. You know, really, mm. you know, you know when to break and stuff. So, it's, mm. so yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Zach, should we spin the wheel? <laughs> well, we talk about we Eve for need... five minutes. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, we probably need to move on to someone else, but I maybe no, just want ahead. to mention World in Conflict. Oh, okay. We do as the last game that I should talk about because we really don't need to talk about Eve. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I, okay, I'll just say very quickly about Eve, the first third of the, well, the first of the one of, of the three patch. parts of the patch has arrived. This one was just basically bug fix. So it's bug fix that has just already happened. 14th of December is taking out learning skills, which is, you might as well just consider that another bug fix, really. And then eventually the actual thing that this whole patch is about isn't going to happen until sometime in January. <laughs> Oh, I thought so. You said winter patch means this year, and I was, like, sceptical. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, two-thirds of it this year. <laughs> yeah, all the bug fixes is great, not the other features, anyway. No, but anyway, yeah, so... then the other thing playing Cataclysm so... anyway, so... <laughs> well, presumably. Oh. Maybe that's why they bumped it back. Yeah, maybe. I mean, when obviously they said, like, we want to polish it, though. <laughs> but that's really just the excuse. Isn't it? It's already happened, hasn't it? Has it happened? Yeah, I, think I think so. so. I think all the ad- I, like the adverts that I was seeing on sites changed from like the world will be changed to the world has changed. All oh, <laughs> right, like, oh, it must oh, happen no. then. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You can tell we're avid WoW players. Yeah, we yeah. have no clue. Yeah, but there you go. I'm sure you can get your WoW coverage we elsewhere. Just Ample sort of filter WoW it out, coverage. don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it gets to the point with World of Warcraft. We just filter it out. If anything comes out, you you literally stop seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, it's like I do I have a couple of like over. relations or whatever who play World of Warcraft. Not like it's like cousin. Well, not, not even cousins. It's like <laughs> people older than me, basically, <laughs> in my family. Well, John people plays it. Doesn't me he? In my family play John Barlow plays it, and his dad plays it, and his brother plays it. But his dad plays it, doesn't he? Anyway, yeah. So people thing. older than me in my family playing it. It's like I can talk to you in general terms about this, but I don't know fucking anything. <laughs> Yeah, I play these other games. I I mean, you even play, you even play an MMO on a regular basis, and you still don't have a basis for comparison on a lot of things. Well, yeah, because it's not even like the same kind of. Okay, I, I mean, Guild Wars is probably closer, I guess. That's true, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Nice car. Was a car. Was it? I assume that was a train, but it must have been a car. It sounded more like a car. It wasn't on my end. That must have been wrong. No, it was mine. It's been wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so, I, World in Conflict. World in Conflict, just very quickly. Don't really need to say much about that. I mean, it's an awesome game, obviously. We probably haven't actually discussed it before. Because we no, probably haven't played it. But yeah, it's an awesome game, obviously. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to start going into it, but we can say no, that when I've already talked talk for ages. Okay, okay. Well, not but you. I, I just We've want... been interrupting your talking. I think you should do well, a bit more. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, but carry on. All I really want to say about World of Conflict is how awesomely it runs now on my new computer. It's like, oh, yeah, I turn everything up to maximum. Shit, Have you yeah. got, like, the Crepscular rays and everything from DirectX oh, yeah. 10 or something? Oh, no, I don't think like it has any DirectX effect. 10 stuff in it. Yeah, it does. World well, of Conflict is DX10. Does yeah. it? Oh, no, yeah, I remember now because there was that whole the thing where, like, you can turn the craters on. In the in certain cases with the it's like I couldn't have the the properly bump that craters on on my old machine, so now I yeah. can. It's like so so you, can also, you can also turn on extra wreckage and stuff like that. Yeah, I turned that on as well. It's like benchmark it pictures. So what's your frame lowest rate uh, frame rate on the bench? Uh, what's it called? The stress test thing. With yeah, the, the benchmark nuke. thing. 
and everything. Yeah, my last frame of eight is just when the nuke happens, obviously. Because yeah. it's like, when the nuke hits, obviously it has to instantaneously spawn like a million fragments of debris. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boom, and then that drops to like 12 frames per second. Yeah, I get about the same. Not really. That's my I mean, normal frame rate in TF2 battle, though. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> that's what mine used to be. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so... And then if you turn off the extra debris option, uh, I turned it off and ran it again. Because I was like, it's obviously debris that's causing this problem. So I turned that off and see if it helped. Well, turn the extra off. But it only manages to... Turning the extra debris off only gets you three more frames per second. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I might as well leave it on. <laughs> It makes a the extra debriefing does seem to make a bit of a difference in actual gameplay though. I I think I ended up turning it turning it off because there were certain bits where I noticed it dipping during gameplay, and I thought my system shouldn't do that. I don't know. I haven't really played that. I played like the first. I barely noticeable as well. Single player missions. So on that one in Seattle, where you have to like defend the the dome of doom. What was that dome? In Seattle, I don't know. I can't remember what the, it's the Kingdom or something, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Kingdom. <laughs> there was a funny bit where I was just randomly like, I was about to drive my tanks down the street, and I saw some, you know, there's other battles going on all over the place. Yeah. And I saw some other tanks drive up, and I was just like, oh, I'll just put the artillery on them. Can't. Even though they're not really a threat to me, I'll just put some artillery on them. So the artillery landed, blew them all up, and then the AI automated effect where it dropped another bomb directly on top of where they were. And it's like, ha! I stole your kills. Stole <laughs> <laughs> <Not> your kills. <laughs> Lol. I, I always have quite a lot of trouble uh, doing the um, extra objectives. Sometimes it's not very clear exactly what you have to do and th- when you have to do it. Like on that mission where there's that bridge where you're escaping from Seattle or whatever. Yeah, over and the highway gi- Yeah, and it gives you the special objectives like go and blow up. I don't know. There's a ton of things yeah, it gives you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, some, I, I always miss one or the other of them when it comes to the end of the when it comes to the because it's all very clear in the post game analysis what you didn't. Well, the do. thing is, it doesn't. But when you're actually playing it, it's like, what the fuck's going on? I think it, the trouble I have with it's have well, the trouble I've had with it so far and playing this one again was you have to sort of learn to be really quick. It's like when the objective pops up. You actually yeah. have to sort of swing the camera around because you actually have to see where the icons are physically placed in the world because it's not very easy. You can't really see them on the mini map. That's very right. Easy, yeah. or, so you have to like actually swing the camera around and be like, oh, it's actually there. <laughs> like there was an objective where there was a bunch of things on a beach, which was next to the, you know, river. I say next to the river, or I presume, yeah. or over the bridge, and like you had to go over and blow them up. I presume was like some kind of communications thing but if you waited too long to do that objective then there were too many like enemy apcs coming across that area because there was another wave of assault so you had to basically do it immediately otherwise yeah yeah and uh yeah it's like you the worst the the, it's worse when it's like you it has a secondary objective where you it's like you go you have to go up and kill something somewhere else that's away from like your defense yeah that's right yeah but the direction that you have to travel in to get to there sort of you're sort of hitting the waves that would normally be hitting your defensive position as exactly. you're moving forward. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. It just needs to be a little bit more signposted sometimes. I think exactly what you have to do and when. Well, you do get a shit ton of secondary, secondary objectives sometimes. <laughs> it's just like six, like as many secondary objectives as primary objectives, and that's fairly ridiculous. So you're like every primary objective when you're doing something, you have to be doing something else at the same time. Yeah. 
It gets difficult to manage pretty quickly, doesn't it? Some of the, some of those secondaries are just like, there's no way I can get that done. It's like, or uh, the annoying thing is, is that a lot of them are. Um, uh, by the when they come up, it's like you're not in a because you didn't know they were coming up. You're not in a position to handle them, um, or your strategy doesn't account for it. I found that it's like, well, okay, I can't actually deal with that. I'm going to get myself murdered if I attempt that. It's uh, not worth doing. It's like even though the, some of the secondaries had like voiceovers as well. To going back to your telegraphing point, it's uh, you know, the voiceovers weren't particularly clear. It's like if you can take this out, not if you can if you're going to do it now, kind of stuff. <laughs> it just even yeah, the voiceovers weren't clear. They don't really most of the time they don't specify like a time limit. You just have to sort of know that when your current primary objective ends, then that secondary objective it times out. Yeah, that's the thing. But you yeah. don't really know how long your primary objective is going to last. Where it's like defend this point until the Soviets back off, and it's like you don't know how long that's going to be. So you don't know how long you've actually got to try and do this secondary objective. That's exactly. Then again, yeah. that's probably fair enough, isn't it, from an actual. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. perspective <laughs> that's true mm. yes but anyway so aside, it is that i guess yeah that aside it is it is an awesome game still cool. okay, even if I've, even if the infantry and multiplayer always seemed a little under unbalanced you know the infantry always seemed to be the shittest team to be that's a shame hard. they should make the infantry the most powerful really because no one would well, like Op- the thing about no, the infantry like was that, like, planes. if you, <laughs> the, the, it's like sometimes you could do a lot of damage as infantry if you just had like six anti-tank units just in a big mass. Then any tank that would drive into range would just go instantly murdered by like <laughs> a million anti-tank rockets. So provided you can stop them, them from getting into range to run you over, or like being shot by a whole bunch of other artillery and nukes and all the other stuff. Right your right your infantry could be in a position to get a shot away. You could destroy stuff practically instantly. <laughs> the problem with infantry, and this is probably quite relevantly, is they require more micromanagement than the other classes. And they're yeah. considerably more vulnerable. So their uses, as you say, like they have this they have certain abilities, like like as you say, if you get loads of them in one place, you can get a tank down. But then someone will just immediately ball in tactical aid on wherever they're sitting. So like precision artillery strike on your building there goes the building there goes your men um or a napalm strike on the trees you're hiding in definitely there goes your men um well, yeah, it's the trouble with the, you know the effort there. to getting somewhere doesn't the balance of getting your infantry at somewhere useful to the payoff it will give it just doesn't exist the trouble with infantry multiplayer is that there is so much tactical aid flying around constantly even if it's not yeah. specifically aimed at you you're going to take tons of damage from just being in the vicinity of other things that are happening yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing a tactic with infantry, but it, I could never. I don't Maybe you have how to spend quite method. a lot on like transport vehicles. Like if you yeah. put all your infantry in Humvees and then just drive basically right up next to enemy and unload instantly, because immediately as soon as you unload, they all instantly fire. <laughs> mm. So maybe you can just like run up, unload, take a shot, load back up, run away. <laughs> yeah, but your, your jeep would go down. Well, presumably if they're paying attention. They put a heat shell. Oh. Firing heat. So, uh, Rob. Heat. Robert Kemp. Heat. With his heat rounds. <laughs> heat. Do you know what heat stands for? No, I've got no idea. High explosive anti tank. Anti tank. Which doesn't make any sense in the context of the game. Because they don't work against tanks. 
Yeah, because they're meant to be used for taking out light vehicles. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. What's the other one? What's the other kind of round, then? I guess you don't actually have any special rounds to use against heavy units, do you? Because the light tanks have, like, a missile that they use to augment their firepower. Uh, against yeah, heavy anti-tank units. missiles. That's pretty much the only equivalent, isn't it? Because the heavy tanks... Tow missile. Like... Yeah, yeah, that's it. On the, on the Bradleys. And then the light tanks have a... It's not actually called a tow on the light tanks. I don't know what it is called. But it's isn't it? I thought it was similar. called tows. They just call it a missile. I mean, through the mm. voice. I've never actually stopped to look at what it's actually called. Uh, I think it is a tow. But yeah. It probably um, would be in real life, would be a yeah. tow, because that's the, the family yeah. of them. Because there's different kinds of Then the medium tanks have in different ways. high explosive shells, the heat. which is anti infantry. Yeah, like. And then the, the heavy purpose. tanks have the heat shell for hitting light vehicles for some reason. I thought one of them had um, chemical round, chemical thing for the infantry. Oh, well, the Russians have phosphorus instead of high explosive, but it's basically the same oh. thing. Hmm. Crazy Ruskies. <laughs> yes. So, I'm moving to Rob because we're going to run out of time. <laughs> what have you been oh, playing, said. <laughs> Well, no, not for a while, but if you talk as long as Zach, then we will. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be sure not to, then. Um... No, don't worry, don't worry. Plenty of time. Well, uh, I, I'll, and, uh, I'll go along the similar veins on how Zach started and talk about my, oh, the uh, experiments, my, my <laughs> experiments into... Uh, Indies. What do you call it? Indie territory. Well, so uh, the the big list is <laughs> well, oh. okay, it's, it's not such a big list because I haven't played most of them yet. Um, I I have Beat Hazard, Puzzle Agent, uh, Osmos because I went back to that, um, and in proper games, things like Brutal Legend and Dirt Two, and uh, yeah, obviously Halo <laughs> and Call of Duty as well, um, and Team yeah. Fortress. So yeah, pick. Uh, Zach, spin the wheel. Pick one of those games that you mentioned. <laughs> I can't remember any of the indie ones. They've all gone out my head now. <laughs> okay, you won't make a pick the right player. Oh, Hazard. Bit Hazard, Beat Hazard. Beat yeah. Hazard. That's the first right. thing, yeah. Yes, that was the first thing I said. Okay. Uh, beat Hazard. Um, think asteroids with musical references. Um, it's like it's, it's this 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 one guy's attempt at trying to make a um, a space shooter that's music reactive in the current sort of trend of in, indie games being uh, um, that sort of style. Music well, that's basically um, what that indie pack was based on, wasn't it? It was like yeah, there was a whole pack on games. Um, yeah, although I didn't pick up the pack because the rest of them sounded awful. I just picked up yeah. Beat Hazard. Um, uh, yeah, which is basically. Epilepsy. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no other way to describe it. It is epilepsy. It's an incredible. The actual game is incredibly basic. It's um, think it's dual stick shooter controls. So think Geometry Wars. Think uh, Dead Ops Arcade from Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. It's that kind of control system. Um, but you're in space and you're shooting at ships and asteroids and stuff that come in. Um, you get power-ups throughout the throughout the game that include making the music louder, and uh, uh, which in turn means your means you fire more often and weapon power-ups that make you fire more crazily. Um, until eventually you combine, you get them both up to full power to become a beat hazard, um, which gives you even more firepower. 
um, then stuff blows up. Um, the the twist with this one, obviously, as I mentioned before, is that the waves uh, are decided by the music, as in certain frequency phrases, according to the uh, the documentation, will trigger certain waves of enemies to appear on screen. Um, oh. And certain certain boss encounters. So, like, for instance. it generates a level from your from your MP3, yeah. does it? <laughs> Basically, okay. yeah. It's it's one of like those. It's, it's, or... <laughs> yeah, or audio surf. It's, yeah, audio uh, surf. Yeah, it's uh, it's that sort of thing, um, which is fine. Except it, there aren't there isn't enough variation. Weirdly, for something that's sort of like dynamically generated, you tend to get very similar set waves of enemies. You get that there's only two different types of boss, basically. Um, a mega boss which comes on his own, and two little bosses which tend to fight in pairs, and uh, uh, so they come up like once or twice in every song. Um, you, yeah, you get the other ship types. You, only, you either get one that basically just floats onto the screen for a bit and then floats off, and your only your only worry is that if you're in its path, uh, or these fairly slow moving but heavily armored things that just follow you around casually, so you just shoot them as you go. They occasionally yeah. fire bullets, but they're not particularly dangerous. Um, so it's not very difficult. Uh, well, the bosses are hard. Okay. <laughs> Everything else is fairly. The bosses can be a bit difficult because there's just bullets everywhere. And seeing what the and as I mentioned before, it's epileptic. Seeing what the fuck is going on is the biggest challenge of the game. Um, How does it compare to Spheres of Chaos? <laughs> Spheres of Chaos is relatively easy to see what's going on in comparison. Okay. Um, the problem is, is that they've they've made all the visuals music reactive as well, um, to the point where oh. it looks like a piece of visualization software, which okay. is fine, except for the fact that the bloom and glow is like a strobe light and right. telling apart the bits of the level from other music, just bits that are reacting with just the music, is incredibly difficult. Like all your bullets, for instance have a glow to them that pulses with the music. Oh. Every bullet that the enemy files has a glow that pulses with the music. Every power-up has an enormous glare that that pulses with the music. With the music. Seeing it all is impossible. It's And I'm only playing it on, on the, um, the third out of five difficulty settings, which I think is labelled as intense. Um, okay. And uh, there's two more above that, which I haven't unlocked yet, where apparently the visualisation gets even more extreme. Oh, so it's... Goodness. That's kind of detracting from the game quite heavily, isn't it? Yeah, really. I mean, it's nice that they were there, but the fact that it's so extreme is actually detrimental to the game rather than beneficial. And, you know, they shouldn't have concentrated on that and made the actual variation in the enemies more important because at the end of the day, it just boils down to you playing the same thing over and over again just with different soundtrack. It sounds like the beats are a bit of a hazard, really. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a slightly more appropriate song for that, really. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you right down. Yeah. <laughs> Should stick a bit of John Lee Hooker in your beat hazard. See what, see what comes out. It'll probably be a quite casual level. <laughs> yeah, but the, the sort of twist of that is, is that uh, when things calm down and you can actually see, um, it's fortunately the time where you fire less bullets because the energy of the music is directly represented by the energy of your weaponry. So if, oh, okay. Uh, so in quiet sections, your bullets do fuck all and don't fire very much. <laughs> oh dear! Um, but so you can you see. Have, but you can see. So you have to try and avoid <laughs> it. Um, oh dear! It's hilarious. It's it has some good things. Presentation, as I say, other than the super glare, the presentation is fairly good. Um, yeah. For an indie game, it's quite nice um, in that respect. It has a ranking system, so as you play through, you gain experience, and that gives you. Um, 
extra unlocks as the game goes along, like the higher difficulty levels and um, starting bonuses. So, you know, if you're particular, choosing a particularly hard level, the higher rank you are, the more stuff you start with. Um, which makes leaderboards an interesting one because it means the higher rank you are, the higher the... Uh, the higher score you'll get just immediately but it's uh um but you rank up fairly quickly and you reach top rank fairly soon um so it's that's not much of an issue um you could probably get to top rank in two hours but uh, okay hmm. uh, so yeah it's as i say not 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 bad but could have been a lot more it had more potential than if it hadn't. Had, like, yeah, it's one of those. On the... I mean, I've been. Ha- I, I, I always yeah. had an idea in my head about making a game. Like, you know, back in even back in the Games Factory and multimedia fusion days, uh, I had an idea of attempting something like that, but gave it up because it's a bit hard and I couldn't figure out how the gameplay would actually sort of flow in a nice way. And yeah. that, uh, this is an example of the exact same problem. Is that it's right? Uh, yeah. It's tough it's, not to crap like that one. I mean, yeah, re- resin. I don't know who's done music-based action the best that isn't rhythm game. No, because uh, Res isn't really a rhythm game. It's just that no, the actions are exactly. related to the music. Uh, and it, and that's it, what we're talking surf, about. There, it, yeah, Audio Surf isn't really a rhythm game, but oh, that's true. It's a fairly decent representation of the music at the same time. Yeah, I suppose that sort of counts. Yeah, Audio Surf definitely counts. Yeah, I mean, even Vibribbon wasn't very good at it. I'll be honest. It was, it was, a, it was a novel concept because it was one of really the first to do idea. it. But yeah, it was. I mean, that was Vibribbon, probably the first. But I mean, Vibribbon loaded the entire game into the RAM of the PlayStation One, didn't it? So you could put your yeah. audio CD in, and then and it would make a level out of it, yeah, which was that cool. Was a, that's a good idea. I mean, For, yeah, given given the limitations of the yeah, given the limitations of the tech at the time, it was actually pretty clever and well done. Yeah, it was pretty um, cool. It's just a shame that it wasn't very good at picking up the beat and stuff like that. But yeah, then again, stuff still isn't. So that is true. Uh, yeah, so that's Beat Hazard. Um, worth a punt at a quid, I thought. Fair enough. And uh, spin the wheel, Zach. I this time because <laughs> I can't remember anything. <laughs> I guess you should talk about <coughs> talk about Osmos. Osmos, or Osmos, yeah, whatever it's called. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I may have mentioned this in the early days of the cast. Um, yeah, a sort of uh, cellular-style ambient action. Well, we'll uh, find out once we've finished with all the... Well, in several months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Osmos, yeah, you're, you're a big cell. You're, well, you're a little cell trying to be a big cell, basically. It's like you can eat cells that are smaller, smaller than you by running into them. And then oh, you I think gain, I remember. It's like then you the, gain their the, first, and... the first phase of Spore, but a whole game. Yeah, sort basically. Of. Sort of, yeah, without the combat and the sort of fighting elements to it. It's, it's far more ambient and sort of floaty than, right. than that. Um, yeah, as I said, I've pretty much summed it up right there. It's like you right. eat stuff that's smaller than you until you're bigger than everything else and can eat everything. Um, admittedly, there are, there are some levels that change it. Like you end up with levels that have some sort of intelligence like yourself. So there are other blobs trying to do the same thing. Uh, and you get antimatter blobs, which cancel out with normal blobs. And uh, and some levels with gravity wells and things like that. So there's a sort of floaty orbit logic to attempt. Um but that is literally it, and it's quite good, okay. and it does get very hard. Actually, the last few levels are pretty tough. Oh, okay. 
to the point where I haven't managed them yet. I spent another hour on it the other day, and it's just can't do this. The, the last few, they're really tough. Is it otherwise quite short? But oh, incredibly, it is, right, it is okay. massively short, but it is hard towards the end. There's a sudden jump actually between where it goes from. Yeah, this is really easy. This is still really easy. This is still really easy. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's, uh... it's like we lulled you into a full sense of security. You thought this was an ambient game, and you were playing this after, after like, a night yeah. out or something. Yeah. Fortunately, the game gives you some... difficulty. Fortunately, the game gives you the freedom to go about uh, the order in which you tackle them. Pretty much. Oh, cool. Um, you sort of level up each sort of style of level. So the ambient floaty ones, you level up until you get to the hard ones, or you can level up the behavioural ones, or the or the gravity well style ones, and. Uh, so I'm at the hardest leg of all of them, and so the last nine are pretty tough. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, so there's not much more to say on that. It's uh, okay. So it's it's still pretty good. Uh, pick any it up more if indie, you can. Any more indie games? Uh, Puzzle Agent, and oh, I missed it out on my first run, but I have started Recketeer. Oh yeah, you and Zach were. Uh, well, Zach was playing that, wasn't he? Have you have yeah. you finished with that, Zach? Uh, more or less. I mean, you know, I ne- I've never got to as far as I was intending to with the infinite run, but I guess it will be there whenever I want to get back to it. <laughs> what are your thoughts it's, then, Rob? It's kind of cool, actually. It's it, it's not changing the wheel at all. You know, it is basically an adventure game with a different wrapping, but it's uh, yeah. You know, and and to be honest, the biggest. Thing the thing that's taken up the majority of my playtime so far is conversation trees. Like, well, and they're not even trees; they're just conversations that you have. You know, that just play out, and it's you just like... click through them, right? Do you? Oh, it's happened again, Zach. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> well, to answer that question, the answer is yes. Carry on. You do just basically click through the. Con- I mean, there is a lot of conversations. User disconnected from your right. channel. Um. So yeah, lots of he, I basically he the only time I saw him play it was during one of the lunch breaks when we were at his office. So yeah. I was sitting next to his computer and he was like, "Oh, there's so much conversation." I was like, "Yeah, you get user entered your channel." The game. Oh, there he is. So oh I covered that comic for you. I'll carry on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> yes, moving on. <laughs> I think we just thing. covered that. About the, the USB port on the side of my computer that I'm using is far too loose, so it's quite easy to just to accidentally nudge it. Oh, you're unplugging my, your microphone. It, is that what's going on? No, I'm unplugging the headset, so I can probably still talk to you. You can probably hear me going, oh, fuck, and I've got to go sort this out or something. No, no, afterwards. didn't hear anything. Oh, exactly. oh you, no. you don't get that either? Oh, okay. No, I, think team speak, I think TeamSpeak crashes then when it loses a device or something. All oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> or it just stops working completely because my microphone and headset are on different ports. But yeah. Right. So games are they all the indie games we got? Uh, puzzle agent. Oh, puzzle agent. <laughs> cool. <It's that. laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, puzzle oh, agent. It's indie Professor Layton, basically. As in, it's a ripoff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shameless as you could, as it could possibly be. You you play out a story, and to to progress, you have to occasionally answer a puzzle. And it's a it's not nearly as big as Professor Layton in terms of size or scope, but it is enjoyable nonetheless. Okay. It has, it has an interest. In and, and, yeah, it came in the it. indie story pack. Um, well, why not? <laughs> along with um, Reketeer, uh and. Two other, oh, and Gish and Jolly Rover. Um, 
which is another one I haven't heard of before in the same way as Zach hadn't heard of whatever the fuck that other one was, Iron Palm or something. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Grip. <laughs> I was close. I was close, yeah. Oh, and, and yet it moves, uh, which is one I had actually heard of. But, so I've got those to tackle as well. But yeah, Puzzle Agent, it's quite nice sort of hand-drawn art style. And uh, I mean, uh, we're not going to spend cool. 35 quid on a DS game of, of with puzzles, are we? Is, is it on <laughs> DS later? Yeah, it it's DS. Yeah, I so, think there's a Wii um, version coming. So yeah, quite nice to have <laughs> a little bit of indie of well, that. My mum has a couple of Professor Layton games, so I guess I can oh, yeah. borrow that. <laughs> they're actually pretty good. I mean, they're, yeah. they're quite addictive. You know, doing no, lots not of little puzzles them. is I'm quite addictive. Yeah. I'm sure they're good. they're good. I'm just saying, it's just it's nice to have just a little bit of that style of gameplay, even if it is a complete rip-off. Just in a little Steam sale pack, rather than forking out all that money for a little piece of plastic that's going to be uh, obsolete fairly shortly. Indeed. <laughs> Indubitably. So, uh, we... Uh, yeah, I recommend puzzle, recommend puzzle Agent as well. It's yeah. quite cool. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite funny in places as well. Um, it, it hits the spot. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the main proper game I've been playing more of is Brutal Legend. Excellent. Um, which, uh, yeah, I'm falling into the bit where most reviewers get a bit confused, and it's like, oh, it's loaded me into this false sense of security of being an action game, and it's turned completely RTS. Yeah. And uh, it's not quite strictly like that. I mean, the, you, they become more RTS elements as you go on. Um, but most the majority of the game is actually the side missions you do, like have a quick fight or have a quick race or have a quick um, shot in a in a turret, you know that kind of stuff. Or aim mortar cannons for this dude. That's actually the majority of the game is the little side quests. Um, yeah. While the story is still pretty cool, but they, they're generally introductions to new. The story is basically one giant introduction to a new mechanic every mission. Uh, one, where introduction mechanic, and then the next mission is use that mechanic, and then the next one is introduction, and then use it, and sudden runaway the action sequence, and then <laughs> they all flow into the eventual RTS that will be created. Most of them do, the yeah. End. Most okay. of them ended up end up coming into there, and I'll be honest, I I, I had my concerns uh, about in the second half of the game because the RTS suddenly starts getting quite complicated. You know, it becomes quite fully featured in terms of an RTS. Yeah. But the controls totally don't let you use it in the way that I think was intended. You get the ability, you start getting the ability to control individual units, for instance, to say, oh, you lot, go do this, you lot, go do that. Where before everyone near you would just do the action. Um, which is fine in concept, but getting them to do what you want to do is actually pretty difficult. And I still don't quite get the relationship between ordering them based on where you're looking, and you have this concept of placing a, a command beacon, and I'm not entirely sure what the point in that beacon is, other than to sort of highlight what you're looking at in a slightly more clear way. It's I don't know, I don't get it. It's There's some strange control issues. It's like, I think the beacon is to sort of, you set it up, and then when you issue your next order, things go to the beacon, regardless of you having to look at it. Um, okay. Because some bits of the level mean you can't look at it, you know, because there's something in the way. Um, right. And you want to just order them, go there, please. Um, and I think that's what it's supposed to do, except for the fact that I can't... Some, it seems to just go while I'm looking regardless. Maybe I have to hold the button or something, but that sets a new beacon, and it's like, oh, I don't understand. Um, 
It's actually, <laughs> basically, the way to play it is to ignore all the complicated controls and just play it in the simplest way possible, and then it's still enjoyable. Okay. Like, just <laughs> order people that are near you, just create a shit ton of units, just get down into the fight and sort it out yourself when you can, um, and then it's uh, all right. Do you have the feeling it's going to get hard enough that you'll need to use the complicated mechanics? Possibly. Or At the moment, I haven't needed to. I've, I've tried to, and, and, the, and the point of me trying to use the complicated mechanics has actually mean that I've been playing slower and actually had a harder time winning the fight. Right, yeah, um, of course. It's like the, 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 the time taken to use the complicated controls um, and the benefit you get from them doesn't add up to just telling lots of people to do it. You know, take the simple approach and you actually benefit from it. Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame, but at the same time, I can't really think how they could have done it much better with the whole concept of you being on the battlefield and stuff. That's going to be a complicated control scheme, whatever you do. I think probably they did the best that they could have done, really, but it is kind of a... It's a it, maybe it's an inherently flawed concept of the RTS where you are have an avatar. Where you're in the fight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they obviously made the best of it, but... I can understand why reviewers are like, this isn't, this isn't an action game anymore, and it's not an RTS, and they're not like willing to enter into the spirit of it, no? Because they yeah. obviously, they they obviously decided, hey, this is gonna be cool. We're gonna have an action game, but it's kind of an RTS, like remember Battle Zone or whatever. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it's, in practice, it's like they it's just... like because they've tri- yeah, it's like because they've tried to be too cool in places as well. Like, um, you can it, you can issue certain commands by playing the guitar solos that are that are used as specials throughout the game normally. So you play a guitar solo to raise a motor forge out of the ground, or a piece of buried metal, or um, uh, yeah. Or you, you summon your car with them and things like that. But in the RTS, they actually have a purpose. You can use them to summon all your troops on the map to a certain position um, without having to go tell them orders. Or you can change the um, the rally point so when you build units, they all go to that point. Um, but you have to play a guitar solo, which is a tiny little Ocarina of Time style note thing, um, oh, in order to do it. And Oh, and if you want to build a, a, a merch booth on a fan geezer... Um, <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, you need to do that with a solo. And it's a bit unwieldy, to be honest. Yeah. It would have almost have been easier of just say, do the solo for me. There's no need to make you play the game and uh, wait for it, things like that. And some of them are like, buff everyone near you, which is quite neat. So make all the attack power of everyone around you high for a few, mi- for a few minutes or um, uh, melt the face of everyone nearby. It's quite a useful one. Face melting um, solo, awesome. Yeah, quite literally, because they all just stand around going. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like at the end of uh, Indiana Jones? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but so that's quite satisfying. But generally, the whole thing about the game is the story. The story is excellent. The world they've crafted for it is excellent. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's metal consolidated. It's, <laughs> that sounds like a, a strange engineering firm or something. <laughs> Metal consolidated. Like the, the Midwest or something from TF2 or something. Was wasn't it? that one of the, wasn't that the um um the the company in that the dad went to in the Rugrats um was called Consolidated Lard. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> I I saw the other day there's a whole Wikipedia article on Judaism in Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, it's quite long because there's a bunch of like Jewish holiday. Yeah, episodes, I don't know if you remember, and they were saying that it was, like, quite quite unusual to. They have had re- they had Jewish people. relatives, didn't they? Yeah, I think they were part Jewish at least. The um the pickles, whatever it was. Jerry, really. Yeah, it was the pickles. <laughs> oh dear. Oi. Oi. And they're playing oh, on all man. the stereotypes like we don't like television. <laughs> yeah. That Facebook. We campaign. think it's evil. <laughs> how, how many rugrats have you seen on bloody Facebook? This, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. The uh, make your profile picture a famous cartoon from your childhood. In order to supposedly support uh, against child abuse, but you'd be better off like donating some money to the NSPCC rather than just something like that. Yeah, or at least filing some sort of official petition or something. Yeah, because someone government official is going to go around and a list of everyone on Facebook and say, "Yep, there's one. There's one. There's one." (laughs) I wonder if Facebook themselves get kind of annoyed about that because it is worldwide, this thing, and it has been going on for about a week and most profile pictures are no longer of the person. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit strange. Anyway. So who, who the shit is talking to me? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they mind about that yeah, very much because people change their profile pic all the time. It's just that it, it, the name of the site is Facebook and it no longer has... A, it's no longer a book of faces. It's a book of random cartoon characters. <laughs> anyway. Cartoon book. Yes, cartoon book. So, cartoon book. Uh, Brutal Legend and... What was the other one? Well, the other things. You you played a game of Reach with me the other day. Oh, yeah. Which was, uh, hasn't changed. still the same. Noble Map Pack is now out. I think um, you're getting that now. Because I saw the Giant Bomb did a quick look and it looks like their maps might be just quite fun for Slayer as well as the big games. And yeah, since cool. I prefer that... Uh, or whatever, I might go for it because they are really pretty. Those new maps. That's cool. Well, you yeah. say I have my concerns because you, you you tried to describe them to me and they sounded large and they don't yeah. always the large maps in the Halo world don't aren't always the most fun. You know, generally I get on with the small ones. Well, I think that the um, they are large, but I think that the uh, the space dock kind of one looks medium size but it looks it looks pretty cool because there's a lot of kind of things in the way like lots of columns and things that you can run around so there are lots of mm. small areas to fight within a large map which is quite cool and there's a like a zero g outside bit and stuff and then the, and then there's the pretty sort of halo you know on a halo uh one whatever so that one's got the man cannons and stuff and then the other one is like set in i think it's based on that that part where you make a stand at the towards the end of the game where you're underground underneath sword base. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that whole bit where you get attacked by waves of covenant. Yeah, the, the, the sort of glacier underground yeah. glacier. I think it's based on that area, but it's obviously heavily modified into a, a decent multiplayer arena. Yeah. So, and that's quite a that's good cool. look as well. And then that's they got, st- like, they still haven't. And stuff, so we, we, we were talking about it when we were playing, but they still haven't brought the the uh, competitive generated defense mode that they had during the beta in yet. Yeah. Because I liked right. that. I thought that was cool. It's like the generated defense in Firefight, except the other team is controlled by humans. So the elite human, you know, the, <laughs> the elite team controlled by human players um, yeah. is uh, trying to take on the Spartans uh, to destroy the generators. And they then you swap, t- swap sides afterwards to see if you can... Uh, uh, hold them back for the time period. And it's, uh, it's I don't know. Of... I, I liked that in the beta, but it got uh, the firefight equivalent is just a bit too mental. And, it's kind uh, of reminiscent of uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. I don't know if you remember. That was the, a little uh, bit. Yeah. Generator defense had uh, the vehicles in it. 
That's weird. Oh, no, that's, but the the, more, the the most the game mode that's most like UT though is Invasion, isn't it? With the uh, oh, that's true. Do yeah. this, then do this, then do this. Oh yeah, yeah. That is yeah. That's basically the same, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. So. But anyway, yeah. So oh, well, if you if you dive in, I might dive in with you, and. Uh... Oh, for map pack, yeah, probably. Yeah. I need to look at my points, because uh, uh, or I need to get some Microsoft points and choose how to spend them because. Uh, uh, I, there's a few things I want to get on. I'm annoyed because I like joined this thing called Xbox Live Rewards. That they've only just launched, and you're supposed to get a certain amount of points, like for free when you do things like renew your mm-hmm. membership. But my remi- my membership just I just got the email today for the automatic renewal, and it hasn't given me the points on the rewards thing. I think I would I should I don't know I should probably maybe have, you have to manually add it in yeah. or something in order to it's a pain in the ass. Anyway, never mind. It's like two two hundred points for free. So do you have to yeah. sign up for this, or is it automatic for live users? Or it's not automatic. You have to sign up, but all you have to do is put in your live ID, or whatever, and then I think you're signed up. So interesting. Yeah, top tip: go look that up. Xbox Live Rewards. It was linked off, you know, joystick. So. Alrighty. Yeah. I will do that, um, and I can safely say there's a mode on Call of Duty I enjoy. I enjoy a multiplayer oh, yeah. mode. Well, it's the sticks that? and stones mode. Because it's freaking hilarious. Ah, um, one of the wager matches. Um, everyone has a a, a uh, exploding tipped crossbow, a set of ballistic knives, which are basically spring-loaded knives that fire themselves, um, and a tomahawk axe. And uh, the basic idea of the game is you score points whenever you kill someone. So you score more points by killing them with a weapon than you do by stabbing them with your knife. Um, so most people start with a crossbow. You take a shot. It takes a few seconds to explode after impact, so there's a horrible moment after sticking someone where you're like, "Ah, oh, crap!" Um, <laughs> try and take someone else with the, out of the explosion, kind of thing. Um, uh, the ballistic knives kill instantly and can be fired over a bit of distance, so they work nice, a bit nicer if you just want a single kill. Um, but the twist is, is that if you use the tomahawk to kill someone, um, the the person you kill loses all their points. <laughs> so the oh, okay. balance of power is constantly shifting. So you don't gain their points; they just lose. Them. No, no, you, they just lose it. Okay. You humiliate someone, and you gain some points for the kill, but not much. And uh, yeah, so you, you go for the leader basically and try and take him down with a tomahawk. And uh, then, of course, the ba- the balance completely shifts, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's good fun. You can't take it seriously because <laughs> it's just so mental and random, but it's hilarious. How often does the tomahawk work? Because if it worked too well, then you'd like it'd it, be like the last person it works, to score points at the end, wouldn't it? Because it works pretty well. It takes it works pretty well because it takes some time. Uh, the, the disadvantage to it over the ballistic knife, for, or for instance, is that uh, it has more of a ballistic trajectory in the sense that it falls off quicker. Um, you have to be dead on accurate with it for it to hit, and um, uh, and 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 blah 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 blah, and and takes time to throw as well. There's a sort of like wind up, a quick wind up animation before it goes, whereas everything else is fire the second you push the, the instant you push the button. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's um, I don't know why, but that just reminded me of something I, I used to get horribly wrong as a kid. Do you remember the crystal maze? <laughs> yes. And um, when uh, he he started everyone into like. Uh, when when you went into a challenge room or whatever they were called, task or something, um, he'd say, and the time would start the second I closed the door. I got very confused by that because 
for some reason, I didn't make the association that when he says the second I close the door, that it he meant the second as in time, and that it was something to do with not the first, but the second time I closed the door. Oh, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. So then I started listening out for when he said, like, why would he say that otherwise? So I started listening out for things like, oh, and your time will start on the first I close the door. And it's like. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe I got that wrong for so long. It's unbelievable. I'll be back in a second. Where's the yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll <laughs> be back in a third. Yeah. <laughs> wow, third That's a like a, That'd be quick. <laughs> I'll, 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 uh, um, yeah. Eighthly. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty <laughs> so, yeah. much been my my gaming week. I've uh, okay, and, I, and I've spilled an embarrassing childhood memory for you all. Excellent day. Well, I better uh, talk a bit about myself, I suppose. Yeah, I, um, you do that. <laughs> uh, if you're interested, or <laughs> if you care. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point where me and Zach just go no and try and talk about no, something else. <laughs> Fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. I um, uh, what have I been playing? I finished the Lost and Damned. Uh, oh, yes. uh, you know, I was talking about how the story did, like intertwines and stuff, and I was wondering about the diamonds and all that stuff. I, it does actually, having finished it, it does actually um, uh, tie in much stronger later on in the story of Lost and Damned. Like you know, as I was saying, like for some reason, the diamonds are on the ship at the start of when Nico comes in and then they're, and then they're mysteriously in these trash bags like and you have to mm. go around and collect them well there's a mission in Lost and Damned where you literally take the diamonds from the ship and deposit them in the trash ba- bags so <laughs> that <laughs> okay. explains that part of it at least yeah and also you're the guys who I guess it's spoilers but it's interesting uh, you're the guys who um, there's a bit in uh, where Dimitri or whatever uh, kidnaps Roman and you I don't know if you got that far in GTA 4 it's like when you're in... Um, no, I don't think I do. Anyway, he, he kidnaps your brother and you have to go and save him uh, in this warehouse. But um, he's actually kidnapped by proxy. Like, Johnny Klebitz actually does the kidnapping of Roman, Roman Bellic. So you have to kidnap Roman, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Yeah, sort of fun. And it's just, I like, I really, I love the world of, like, Grand Theft Auto. There's always some random new thing uh, to see, like, or hear on the radio or something. Like, I was looking at all the brand names. I mean, how many fake brand names must they have come up with for for Grand Theft Auto? It's just ridiculous. Now. I was looking on the side of the van, and they're all sort of slightly tongue-in-cheek and funny. Like, the, the it was obviously a brand of milk, and it was Uda, <laughs> Uda Milken, or whatever. Uda, like, Uda. <laughs> Uda Milken, and the brand, and the uh, slogan was, The Treat from the Teat. <laughs> 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 and it's like there's always hilarious stuff no matter where you look in Grand Theft Auto and like I was just I'd, I'd lost my bike in a race or whatever I was really annoyed I was trying to get a new bike I rang up my dude I was like I need a new bike and I was waiting for her to turn up and this random woman was walking along the street and her cell phone or mobile started ringing and the ringtone was the music from the original Grand Theft Auto that Hello. It was like, oh, it's cool, little thing. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, 
I don't know. It's it's quite short, but I I don't know what you'd expect from DLC. Uh, it's longer, much longer than you'd expect from DLC, and yet a lot shorter than a full game. So it feels a bit odd. Do you know mm. what I mean? Uh, so because the story doesn't really because it starts off quite heavy on the sort of Johnny and and then Billy. Like Billy's the leader of the motorcycle gang, and you're yeah. Johnny, and you have a bit of tension. But like about halfway through, he. It, 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 he kind of fades out from story, and then um, it picks he it picks him up. Picks him up. No, no, he doesn't die because <laughs> you see him. At, you see him at the end. But um, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's that was been a very kind of... very diplomatic way of saying he dies, though. <laughs> he just sort of fades out. Fades out from the story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cool. But the the crazy politician is quite a fun character because he's the guy that you see. It like has that whole scene which you've seen, Zach. I think I showed you where uh, like it cuts artfully. He's completely naked and it cuts artfully around his junk for the entire clip. And then right at the end, it just shows you his penis for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. Just it's got like dangly physics and everything on it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's quite funny. So yeah, some dams. And I was thinking of of going and getting a Ballad of Gay Tony to complete the package or whatever. So I went on Xbox Live, but for some reason, like, Lost and Damned is 800 points. And uh, Ballad of Gay Tony is, is 1,600. Weird. How much money? That's a lot, isn't it? That's uh, a big jump, yeah. And I was like, okay, f- maybe fair enough because, b- because Ballad of Gay Tony is the newer one. And maybe mm. if I just wait, it'll go down. But then I looked and at Undead Nightmare, and that's 800. Mm. And but... what's more, I saw Undead Nightmare packaged in a retail box in HMV. They were yeah, selling it I've for seen 25 that. I've quid. Seen that. Yeah. Now, how much is 800 points? That's not 25 quid. 800 points is about 6 quid. Exactly. So. I'm confused by the whole pricing strategy of Rockstar and Microsoft on these products there. Yeah. I mean, so I just wanted to play Ballad of Gay Tony or whatever, and it would probably be cheaper for me to get the... Uh, even though I've already got... I've already paid for Lost and Damned on DLC, but it'd probably be cheaper to be for me to find a second-hand copy of Tales from... What's Liberty it called? City. Liberty City yeah. Stories or whatever it's called. No, which one's it called? Tales from Liberty City is... It is the one, isn't it? Liberty City Stories yeah. was a PSP game, wasn't it? I think. Uh, possibly, yeah. It was like Grand Theft Auto 3 for the PSP. I think yeah, I had it because I, right. I it, was, it was quite hard to control, but it was useful because it allowed you to jailbreak your PSP. <laughs> <laughs> it had some kind yes. of exploit in it, so you ha- and I actually had the... Uh, the. It wasn't called jailbreaking. It's not called jailbreaking. No, it's just it's called, called hacking your PSP. Hacking it, yeah. Anyway. Uh so, uh, you can run yeah. emulators on it. Woo. Yeah, so you can play Final Fantasy VII. Awesome. Woo. Yeah. But you can do that anyway on the dull firmware. Oh, that's true. You can, can't you? Well, that at the time you couldn't, I think. I think when I first cracked it. That's the thing, because I think you can crack it more easily now, actually, ironically. or something. Final Fantasy VII different... is available on PSN, so it's... Uh... To put, put, to put Final Fantasy on your PSP now is technically piracy. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I think. There's some dodgy rules rules about whether or not you can or can't because there are tools available uh, of which the legality no one really knows for ripping old P- PlayStation 1 games into PSP format. Mm. So if you have the original discs, theoretically it's fine to use 
Yeah, because you have the disc for, for Final Fantasy VII, don't you, on PlayStation 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that would be good enough, I think. If it was the exact same ROM or whatever, then I think that's that's legal, isn't it? You can have as many copies as you like, can't you? Well, it used to be the case. Yeah, that's it's, it's how the emulator community gets by anyway. It's like if you if you owned the original cartridge, say, of Star Fox 64, it's absolutely fine to play it on your PC. Yeah. Um, I like... That's, uh, they're generally I'm, the rules. I'm not like a... It is just a, a, a very mainstream sort of sitcom, The Big Bang Theory, but I quite like that they made a joke about poorly coded N64 emulators on The Big Bang Theory <laughs> on a mainstream program. I was like, I can relate to that. <laughs> it was awesome. They cover such a wide spectrum of geek they do. that. <laughs> Playing Super Mario on a poorly coded N64 emulator. It's just the stuff they have in their flat as well. It's like these yeah. these aren't just geeks. These are incredibly rich geeks. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, they just, must be super just, just, rich. Just for the hell of it, they had one of those Dyson sort of fanless fans. If you know what I mean, yeah. those, uh, those circles of air. I don't think you get paid that much if you're a theoretical physicist. No, necessarily. Anyway, especially uh, not a. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends if they've doc- got their doctorates yet or not. I don't know. Oh, they have, yeah. That's oh, because yeah, he looks down on everyone that doesn't have. Well, no, the um, what? This is a pointless conversation. But uh, the Jewish guy, <laughs> what's his what's his name? He he he's only got a master's, and so um, they all look down. Well, Sheldon looks down on him for not having a PhD. <laughs> so it's like a lower class of human being. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I played a bit of. I was telling you, I popped in PGR three after we talked about it, and yeah. it does look fine. Um, but it still holds up, doesn't say, it? Yeah, it looks fine. The, the only weird thing is that, as I was saying, because it's meant for, well, because it's designed for, at the stage where not everyone had HD TVs, all the text and HUD is enormous. <laughs> like, it's really funny. All I the dials and everything are huge. Like, I if you compare it to. a stylistic Gran- kind of view, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> but if you compare it to Gran Turismo or whatever, it looks a bit strange. It's like everything is massive. Yeah. Know, so that's quite funny. It's like they've, they've, it's, it's, it, the problem with everyone having SD. If, you know, I, a lot of players still have SD TVs, I would wager. It's I'm not, sure no, it's not like everyone has moved to HD yet, but. The problem seems to have gone away. No one seems to care that um, no, no one cares. Capcom games still have tiny text. Or... Yeah, I wonder if Dead um, Rising 2 fixed that. I suppose it probably did, didn't it? I don't know. Was it? I was watching, or maybe no one uh, cares anymore. I was watching one of the videos on Unskippable, and a fair, one of the fairly recent ones, and the subtitles came up on that on the video they'd made from whatever game it was. It was probably Vampire Rain, I think, and they sort of pick up on it and say, well, those subtitles aren't very SD-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make a little joke about that. Yeah, not really an issue for us, but I mean, we should think about those with old TVs. Think <laughs> of those less fortunate than ourselves. Less fortunate, indeed. Yeah, and the other thing I played is I I started playing Batman again, through again, the second time. Batman. <laughs> Batman Again. Arkham Asylum. Rob has to play that this time, though. I do. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't realise when I started playing it that you'd bought it. I wasn't, like, playing it. Because I've been saying for a while I was going to play it again. And then I, I went back and looked at the achievements, and there's one for doing it on hard. So I was like, right, let's do this. And then, But then I started getting bogged down in the combat because I realised that I'd mashed my way through it the first time around quite badly. And uh, so I went into the challenge mode to actually learn how to do the combat. And it's really... It's really cool and quite difficult, uh, 
but I managed to get the perfect free flow achievement, which is for um, you have to use all your attacks in one, including all your equipment, in one combo without dropping it. And that sounds um, harsh. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. I mean, uh, so how it works is you. I, I eventually figured out you. You basically you punch someone twice to go into. So you you get your combo up to two, and then it goes into sort of the the mode or whatever the the <laughs> the, the the main mode of combat. And in, it goes into in, Batman mode. Yeah, it goes into power punch mode or whatever. From that point on, you stop mashing, and uh, because you get a you get a more powerful hit if you only hit the button once per hit from then on, right? Uh, so you go punch punch, and then once you're in the mode, you then it kind of slows down a bit when you're about to uh, deliver a blow. So what you do is you, you, you aim the stick towards someone. It doesn't matter how far away they are. They could be across the other side of the room. You press the hit button, and Batman will leap across and hit that guy, right? <laughs> and But it will slow down, so you get time to put to decide what the next target is going to be. And so you go... So if there are normal enemies that aren't blocking, you could just ping pong around the room, just hitting them one after the other, and they all fall <laughs> over. And ching 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 like this in a kind of chain. Uh, but and then uh, of course it gets complicated by the fact that, um, and, and then there's people when people attack you, you can block that, and that counts as part of a as a combo. So every time you do one of these moves, it extends your combo. But if you let it drop or uh, for more than a second, which is quite a long time, actually, or if you fail one of them, like you try and punch someone who's... who's um, Like if you try and punch one of the knife-wielding enemies, that'll be a fail, for example. Or if you try and pull off a block when there's nobody attacking you, that'll be a fail. And um, the hard uh, in, in normal mode, uh, you see these kind of blue wavy lines above... Uh, an enemy when they're about to attack you, so you know when to hit the combo button. Uh, because, mm. uh, sorry, the block button. The block button. Yeah. So the block button will is you press the block button when you see those wavy lines or whatever. But in hard mode, that that isn't there, so you have to actually look for the. It's quite hard to see because they do telegraph their attacks, but it it can be quite difficult to see sometimes. But anyway, uh, but uh, to do the whole combo th- uh, or the free throw bonus, you have to sort of. Well, this is the way I did it. Yeah, I punch twice and then once, uh, to, so that you're in the mode or whatever. Then you do a block. Then you do a cape stun, which is you throw your cape and it stuns them a bit. And then you you kind of hop over them uh, using the using the sort of dodge command. You can jump, o- flip over an enemy like in Prince of Persia, uh, mm. and that counts as part of your combo thing. And then you dodge away from them, turn around, and within the one second window hit them with your back claw thing which pulls them towards you then you hit them with the batarang and then you do a a, a, a um, one of those ground takedown things and then by that point what hopefully one another one of them has got up and then you do a normal attack to get over to them build your combo up to the point where you can then do a throw <laughs> and then you can do the sort of instant takedown which are the things that are useful in the actual game because once you build out your combo to a certain extent you can execute one of the two special moves, which are the throw or the um, the um, instant takedown, which just takes them out straight away without the pause of the ground takedown. Because the mm. ground takedown, they can come and hit you any time, and it takes a while to do. Whereas the instant takedown or the throw, once you've initiated it, you're invulnerable, basically, apart from to bullets. Like, occasionally in the actual game, there are guys with guns, but that only happens much later. 
And the, the things they do to mix it up is there's the there's knife wielding enemies, uh, which you have to stun with a cape stun before you can hit, and then there's the uh, the electro prod guys who if you hit them they'll hurt you rather than mm. them. So you have to flip over them and hit them from behind in order to get them. Or so batarang, presumably. Or batarang, or, yeah. The, the, although if you backclaw them and pull them towards you, then you get zapped, so you have yeah, to be careful yeah, there. Makes sense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can... Uh, so how easy them. is it to get the controls for all this stuff? Is, I mean, have you listed every move there? or is there Yeah, more? that's all of them. So I did all of them in one... If you do all of those okay. in one combo... So presumably the actual controls to do, to, to, to do a specific move that you want aren't actually that tough. No, to do like a throw, you press um, uh, well, you press A and X together, and then to do the takedown, you press Y and B together. So mm. that's fairly easy to tell those apart. Otherwise, um, otherwise, like the equipment is on the triggers and stuff, so that's relatively easy as well. Uh, yeah. So I did. Th- I, 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 I learned to, to do it. the combat. One, I am definitely looking forward to playing it because I'm looking at my list of PC games, and it's like. There's not really much else I want to tackle here. At some point, I do need to tackle Bioshock 2, which I might do first, to be honest. Um, cool, yeah. Just because, you know, while well, I've still got Bioshock 1 in recent memory. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I haven't got actually many single-player experiences left to go through on my PC, so it's not going to be long till I tackle that one, I don't think. Just mainly because I haven't really... I, I You know, I started playing Burnout Paradise, but I don't ever... I don't feel like I want to go back to it. Yeah, and uh, dirt and well, all the racing games I have are things I can tackle when I'm in a racing mood, which generally isn't, which is a bit different to like you know you have different moods. Like yeah. sometimes you just want to do a do a racing game, and sometimes you want to actually sit down and play something for a while. And it's that mood where you're in something for a while that you tackle something like Batman or Bioshock. Yeah, that uh, is a sit down and play through all. You could sit, you could probably play through Batman in a day, but it would be an amazing day. <laughs> <laughs> It would be yeah, like the best day. day ever. Which reminds me, I need my copy. I want my copy of Gears of War 2 back at some point. Yes, okay. Next round. Simply because I know Gears of War 3 is coming out in East, around Easter time, and it's like oh, it? I'd, I'd okay. quite like a refresher. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, two minutes? Two and a half minutes. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> warning. Oh, you did the warning from across the room. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get out of here, will... Fernando. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> <laughs> Fernando. Right. <laughs> I will carry on playing Batman and report on more of the story elements next time rather than the Batman system. And, uh, yeah, interesting. And uh, Christmas coming up. Oh, I, uh, wait, so how many more podcasts oh, yeah, have we thing. got this have we got this year? Because we need to do the uh, One, maybe game two. of the year, official game of the year. Well, yeah, cast. we can do that towards New Year's, I think, would be the appropriate time for that. Well, exactly. But uh, So, after Christmas, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And Get our nominations ready. Okay. So, it's a proper end-of-year style thing. Yeah, uh, end-of-year you know, not, not any of these other game of years that like happen in the middle of the year. Now, that's, that's a load of bullshit. This is going to be a proper game of the year. And none of this game of the year edition crap either. It's the actual no, game no. of the year. Proper... Official happy salad. I don't think we're going to agree, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a compromise. I think we'll have to have a game of the year each, and then an overall game of the year where we all say it's Mass Effect Two or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, know. yeah, anyway. this might require some planning and categorization and shit. But oh, possibly. I think it'll be a interesting discussion. Hopefully, for you listeners to <laughs> hear us uh, espousing on the on the games of the year. Preparation. 
Operation. I see us talking about games that weren't actually released in 2010. Yeah, yeah that, I was sort of thinking about that problem because it's like, can I remember when any game was released? Well, not really. Can I even remember what games I played this year? Like, barely. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Going to have to actually like go to Wiki and just look at the list of games that were released in 2010 and then be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because what new games have you played? So five, you're not going to nominate, are you? I mean, <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like if you're um, if it's 30 like seconds. Games and, if it's like games of the year that you've actually played, it's like, what else have I actually played? <laughs> they really have any choice. Thank you for joining us uh, again, once again, on the Salacast, and uh, we'll see you next time for more crazy gaming chat. Don't know why I used the bomb theme. Wasn't the bomb theme.